Howdy, howdy, everyone. Uh, this is our second podcast, and we have a huge announcement at the very beginning of it. We finally came up with a name for it. Uh, we think it's going to be a, a pretty awesome name for the context for this podcast. And so the name is going to be the most interesting podcast, and that's the name of, of what we're doing now. And so over time, we're going to come up with a, a catchy, creative intro. But as always, it's your favorite host, Jason Navarro, and his good pal, Brian Earl. Brian, how are you doing today, dude? Good, good. How are you? How are you? I'm, I'm, doing, I'm doing great. You know, just uh, uh, this coming week is my daughter's first year birthday, so kind of preparing for that. And then, you know, we Congratulations. Have, thank That's you. Awesome. Thank you. And uh, then we have Christmas uh, next week, which is also an exciting time period. So... Uh, I'm bankrupt, essentially. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know how to navigate being. So uh, I don't I'm never going to be the type of parent that's going to be like spoiling their kid and just getting them whatever they want. But I uh, I am making an exception to that rule in the sense that I talked about this in my yesterday's podcast on my my channel that uh like until she's able to have like we're, until we're able to have like conversations with one another. And until she, I can, I know that she can grasp a majority of the like the information that she's getting. I'm just gonna spoil her senseless because she's my <laughs> first kid. Um, but until like after that though, I do want to reward her for things. Like you know, I want her Dude, to. What do you do though? Like whenever the shit that you want to get your kids is the same stuff that you want when they're like a little bit older, like. It's like, dude, they better behave or else they screw screwing your PS5 situation up. <laughs> no, honestly, I mean, I, I think uh, like the way I'm going to raise my daughter is that I really want to get away from uh, as much as that. I'm a materialistic person. I, I really do consider myself that way. I really want to start swaying away from that and do more like if I'm getting her something, it's more for it's, uh, it serves a double purpose. It serves both an enjoy enjoyment and educational perspective. Mm-hmm. Um. Now, gaming is like a big part of my life and, and, and it has been for a long time. So I do want her to have that in her life. But it's really I'm going to have to really refine how I, how I approach that because I, I don't want her to be fully immersed into just gaming all the time. Um, yeah, I agree. I don't, I don't think it's necessarily a good thing the way like today's youth especially is moving towards like strictly like indoor like video game computer type things. Like, yeah, I don't I don't you I know, think I think that's really good to encourage outdoor stuff and real or down to earth type things you know like people are getting too far away from that and i think what what will benefit that is that she will always be gaming with me for instance and like i never had that as a gamer so like you know there was no like my parents didn't understand like how to regulate and manage gaming like for me like Mm -hmm. i'll know already just like how bad it can be and i can see that with my own child so i'll be able to really manage that And luckily, my like Catherine, my wife, she's not a gamer at all. So there's yeah, that balance. balance. Yeah, there's that good balance. But um, yeah, as she gets older, honestly, I hear the roosters in the background. That's cool. Yeah, dude, they're going crazy. Sorry about that. No, 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 no. I think that's awesome. <laughs> if anyone didn't believe our last podcast when we were talking about like the fact that like Brian's literally sem like today's subject is literally self sustainability, you cannot have a self-sustainable lifestyle i mean well you can without animals i mean i'll i'll touch on that a little bit because i'm vegan but i mean if you want to live in modern society and have 
modern food, then yeah, you need animals. Yeah, you, you can't expect milk, everyone eggs, not to eat animals. Uh, you know? Meat if you choose to, yeah. So uh, this guy's doing it. How many how many chickens and roosters do you have? I got five chickens and well, four chickens and one rooster. I used to have eight chickens and one rooster, but a bobcat uh, came and came and got a couple of them. No, uh, I got a funny really? story with that one actually, dude. It's kind of crazy. Oh, please share. <laughs> yeah, so we thought like it was like maybe the neighbor's dogs and stuff because like there's a few dogs that kind of run around and we we're getting kind of upset about it. And uh, like Emily had went out early in the morning and. I was still, like, laying in bed naked, and I hear her, like, screaming, like, oh, my God, something's uh, attacking the roosters, you know? Can you hear it? And, like, uh, like oh. dude, I just jump out of bed just, like, ass naked and uh, grab my uh, pistol that I had. And, like, the one that I happened to grab was, like, this 9-millimeter with a suppressor. And uh, I just, like, bust out the back door, and there's a fucking bobcat just, like, tearing into my chickens, dude. So I just started unloading at this thing. And, uh, <laughs> like, luckily none of my neighbors were outside. Uh, and it like took off in the bushes. So I don't know if I got it or not. I didn't have time to put my glasses on. Uh, but yeah, like it seen it was eating one chicken, seen me come busting out the door, drop that chicken, and grabbed another one and mauled it. And that before it can even run away, dude, it was so fast. Wow, really? <laughs> Did it have one clutch in its mouth when it was getting away, or no? It just ran. Uh, no, it like dropped it and started running. How big was it? Uh, like medium sized dog, like. Knee high, at least, like My, good, dude, a good sized kitty, dude. <laughs> Pretty scary. If it attacked you, you'd be dead, right? Uh, I mean, you could like it's not that heavy, like, but yeah, it would fuck you up, dude. You'd be all sliced up. It, it, it would. I would not want to get attacked by a kitty. How uh, like what other uh, big uh, predatory animals are are in your area? Uh, that's like really it around here. Uh, there are. Uh, Is there a bear? Dude, I think there's like a. There's bears and mountain, and there is like mountain lions, but super, super rare. You never see them; they're practically extinct here. Uh, but I've never seen a bear like in this area. How I'm can you of, deter like, like, that from peninsula. happening? I'm kind of on like a little peninsula area, so not, it doesn't seem like too, too much wildlife like comes out here. Gotcha. How do you how do you deter that from happening again? Well, uh, one, get rid of it. They're kind of too ter- territorial, and you're allowed to you're allowed to shoot at them if they're attacking your livestock. So. Um, or right now we also, I, I put like a better fence up and stuff around the chickens too, to kind of keep them contained where they don't wander like next to the bushes and stuff. But I, I think I, I haven't seen it since it's gone. So do you think you probably, you probably did hit it and it probably died. Somewhere? Uh, I do. I don't think so, dude. I think I missed it. But then like I talked to my neighbor a couple days, like after it happened and he said that he saw a bobcat right down the road that had been hit in the, in the road. So I'm thinking it was the same one because I haven't had any problems since he said that. When did it happen? Uh, this is like um, maybe a month ago. Gotcha. How? Uh, what? So first off, where do you get a chicken? And like, uh, and then how difficult is it to manage them? I've had some experience, like uh, like going to friends' places that have chickens already, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like, I actually just bought these chickens already, adults with the chicken coop and everything, uh, from a friend uh, that they were just like getting rid of them. His situation wouldn't let him have the coop anymore, so. I just bought the whole thing, but I've upgraded it. I, I got it kind of pimped out now. I got, like, an automatic door on it that, like, it senses the light, opens in the morning, closes at night, and locks them in, you know, and got, they got, like, a little heater in there and a little bug zapper to kill the mosquitoes and stuff. They're, they're living in the, they're living in modern world, man. <laughs> Do you have to treat them for, like, diseases and stuff like that, or how does that work? Uh, they're, they're pretty hardy. Uh, I don't think anything. I mean, I'm sure there are, like, diseases and stuff, but. It's kind of like I don't, they're not really expensive either, you know. Like you can just get new chicks from the 
uh, tractor supply. I think they're like you know six bucks or ten bucks or something each. What's the life expectancy on a chicken? I really don't know. But a pretty good time, you know. I mean, I would imagine at least five, six years. I mean, maybe more. Do you like? All right. So the plan is eventually like. Uh, do you let the rooster? Are you going to have more? Like, is a how often do they um, uh, germinate and like? So uh, em- Emily was telling me that uh, she was looking into it, and apparently, like the optimal like amount of chickens to roosters is like thirteen chickens to one rooster or something. Which I was obviously surprised by. That seems like a lot, but um, you, you really like don't need the rooster. They kind of protect it, but if if you have like the situation set up where they're really protected, you also you don't need a rooster. But how? But the only way you can uh, like impregnate the the chickens, like the eggs, is to have a rooster around, right? Well, yeah, that's yeah. If if you want to raise them, but if you just want to get eggs to eat, they still lay unfertilized uh, eggs. Yeah, that's what everyone eats technically. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you can you can eat the fertilized ones too. Like if you eat them fresh, like immediately, there's no difference in them. It's just that you can't just let it like get warm and sit. If you put it in the fridge, and it's just a regular egg too. Gotcha. And then how um, how many eggs a day? Is it a day, a week, or so? Like right, so like they all like I know they taper off in the winter mm. and they're laying. Right now we only have like two or three hens I think that are laying. So we get like between one and three eggs a day. Uh, usually two eggs. Wow, really? A day? Egg. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, dude, it's pretty nice, dude. Like once you get it, like you're done with eggs. You never have to buy eggs again. <laughs> like, it's what do you, what's great. the quality compared to like store bought eggs? Dude, the best, dude. You're you're eating freshly laid egg. Like sometimes I go get an egg from the coop and like an hour later I'm cook breakfast or something with it, you know? Like doesn't get any fresher than that. Wow. That's that's interesting. And then like uh is there any like uh like uh, fluids and stuff like that on the eggs that you have to like wash off before. No, it's it's kind of weird too with the eggs. Uh, in in America, anyways, they wa- they pre-wash the eggs, um, but then they have to keep them refrigerated. But if you don't wash the eggs, like in a lot of countries in Europe and stuff, do regulate. Yeah, this in Colombia, they don't. Yeah, they don't yeah, refrigerate the, egg, them. the eggs can be stored at room temperature for like a real a, a pretty good time. Yeah, like and and actually, funny enough, like in Colombia. Um, it, it boggled my mind when I was living down there and I would see people buy eggs and not put them in the fridge. I was like, Oh my God, you guys are going to get salmonella. What are you guys doing? <laughs> and they're like, no, we leave these out for like two weeks and we're completely fine. I'm like, what yeah, are you fine. talking about? There's no way. Is that why? Is it because like when you wash yeah, it, washing, I, I, like, I believe it has protective... something to do with the washing process of it. Like it somehow removes like a, a some kind of a protective film that they have on them. Because I know, I know eggs are very porous and that's one of the dangers is that things like vi- uh, bacteria and viruses can get in like salmonella, for instance, can get through the egg shell and that's why it gets bad essentially when mm-hmm. it sits at room temperature. But yeah, I guess maybe that's what you're talking about. Like essentially when it's, when you don't wash that film off, maybe that acts as a barrier to mm-hmm. that porousness of the actual eggshell itself. I, I, I think it's something to do with the washing that does it. Uh, I think I was reading something about that where that was kind of the key thing that enabled them to store them at room temperature. That's interesting, though. So you get like uh, that you get eggs a day from, from chickens. That's crazy. So essentially, if the rooster were to – could, in theory, the rooster like make those all into chicks all the time? Like you, could you have like a million uh, chicks? Dude, like this rooster is like – Useless. Old already. Like, <laughs> he's like an old man. Like I don't have any confidence. Are they in him. good? Like, are yeah. they good to eat, or is it just chickens that are good to eat? Uh, you know, I really don't know. Uh, I've never thought about eating rooster. 
Um, but I mean, I would think they would taste the same. He's, I don't know, he might be chewy or something. He looks crazy, man. He's got talons that are like four inches off each of his legs. Yeah, you do not want to mess with the rooster. I had one time a rooster like chase after me when I was a kid, and that was sketchy as hell. <laughs> oh, yeah. The thing had like talons like you described. On in, it's like it's on, bro. Like I have a funny video of of it actually um, somewhere. I need to find it. But like this rooster was hard chasing me, and I don't even know why it, I triggered it, and it was just like coming at me like hard. Yeah, some like the more wild ones are they're just naturally like that, protective like that, like of their flock. You know, they just keep everything away. That's awesome though that you can have that many of chickens and, and, and you know be fine for like you so you're saying like two eggs a day. So essentially if you wanted to have like enough for like a family, you would have to have like like you said, like thirteen chickens possibly. Oh yeah, thirteen chickens would be enough for like a four person family for sure. Wow. Wow. And then the upkeep yeah. and stuff like that isn't really that difficult. They kind of do things on their own. What? I didn't hear that. You cut out for a sec there. The upkeep, it's not really that difficult. Like, you just have to no, make sure they have feed and water. Easy. And, and honestly, like, because I just have, like, an automatic water feeder, you know, it holds, like, three gallons of water that you just top it off, and they just drink whatever they need. And the same thing with the food. Um, and then any kind of, like, little scraps uh, that you don't use from cooking, like, leftovers and stuff, you just feed it to them. They love it. How uh, are they docile around you? Like when you go around them, or are they afraid of you guys? Yeah, no, th- these these ones are super chill. Like if you, sometimes the rooster will get pissed and chase you, but like you have to like really like come up on his ass. Like he he ain't gonna he ain't gonna just come on like come attack you for no reason. You'd have to be like chasing him or something. And so the only reason you have the rooster is technically to act as a protector of the hens. Yeah, yeah, they kind of just keep an eye out, and yeah, protect. They're, they're they're supposed to protect the hens, but. Like I said, I don't have any faith in my rooster to do that. He's like an old-ass man. <laughs> it's interesting that the bobcat didn't go after him. Was he in the vicinity as well when it all happened? Dude, he was like standing right next to it, just watching, not doing anything. Really? Like, yeah. That's why, <laughs> that's why I like I, that dude. He was like, I don't want no part of that, which I don't blame him, dude. Like, oh, that's like, <laughs> so funny, dude. That's so crazy. So uh, anyway, so today's uh, podcast is uh, this is a day in the life of someone that would be living a self-sustainable lifestyle, essentially. Like if you're not a vegan like myself, um, like this is something that you really need to think about. You need to think about how are you going to feed yourself? Where are you going to be getting a lot of your resources? Because the idea of this concept that we're going to be talking about, which seems to be becoming more and more popular as as we go further, I honestly don't know. I think it's a mixture of different things. I think it's A, real estate cost is just so exorbitantly expensive right now. B, uh, everything's becoming more decentralized in the sense that like you're able to kind of do your work from anywhere as long as you have access to the internet. Speaking of internet, uh, getting some kind of, of uh, internet connection is becoming a, a little bit easier and at cheaper cost over time i know for instance brian is struggling with that at the moment but there is technologies that are coming out soon or relatively speaking that yeah fingers sh- crossed yeah that know. should be making that situation a little bit better for him but in other areas uh as long as you don't have too much um natural natural or like or, or artificial things that are blocking signal strength you could even probably rely on cell phone strength to be honest for yeah yeah my cell internet. phone really isn't bad like at my house it's just i have a metal roof as well and so it's there's like almost no I, it's almost no signal in the house itself which i could solve that problem with like a repeater or something but they're kind of expensive and I just, I don't know, i'd rather just, <laughs> it's still not the best you know? <laughs> i'd rather just be uh third world in my house and then when i walk out i i re- remind myself that 
there's a technological world out there. But uh, yeah, kind of, it kind of is nice though on the same level that just like forces you to put your phone down and just do some outside stuff. <laughs> yeah, I think that's super that's super healthy to be honest, and we'll we'll talk about that too. Uh, and uh, so, like the self sustainability aspect of, of of everything uh, is becoming very very popular, and there's different ways people are doing it. Some people are are buying a big plot of land and and just plotting like a farm or just like a, a small like a small house. Some people are doing like containers. Uh, yeah, hey, you can even people are even doing the co ops, you know, in cities where they just buy a section of little plot of land and with like a shared little garden even in like a downtown area. Have you seen this? Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah. So some people are doing that. Some people are actually doing um essentially where they'll reach out to someone that has a big enough yard and just like tell them like, hey, I'll pay you like a very small portion of rent to just like take over your backyard and plot my like tiny home on there as well. And mm-hmm. speaking of tiny homes, like that's another thing that people are doing as well where they're building how, like three hundred square feet of living space on top of a trailer and and um, putting that either on a big plot of land um, or essentially, like I said, just like taking over someone's backyard at a farm or or even in like a metropolitan area as well and doing something like that. But or staying mobile, you can get up and move around. You can be a nomad again. <laughs> yeah, there's some people actually doing like the van life, which is like yeah. another thing, too. Um, and I was looking into that for a long time uh, prior to converting the idea to like a tiny home and, and I'll get into why I transitioned from that idea to like the tiny home uh, later on in this podcast. But there are definitely things that you have to think about. And uh, I'm glad that I'm the type of person that really approaches things with like, okay, I have an idea in mind and I'm just going to research the, sh- the, the hell out of it. And first look at the things that like the lifestyles and what people enjoy about it, but then also look at the negatives and, and being very understanding of my own situation because I'm a lazy person. I'm not very hands-on. And, um, I mean, I can be when it it is appealing, like when it's something that's exciting for me, but if it's not exciting and I know that it's going to be work, I'm not for it at all. And I'm not going to do it. And so there are some other people that are really good at that. I'm not. Um, but anyways, so, uh, in this podcast, I really, Brian, I want to touch on on a few things. First, I want to talk about uh, the biggest the biggest hurdle for me right now is, is talking about geographically where uh, you would want to like do this at, like land wise, state, city, wherever. Then uh, talk about like the different forms and technologies of of ways to address certain issues. And then when my biggest issues right now are geographically where I would plot this, this thing at, or if I would even get situated in one spot. Secondly, how do I power a home through the winter? Cause that's pretty difficult actually, when you think about it. Um, third, what levels of technology would you incorporate into a self-sustainable lifestyle? Would you use more current technology or would you try to do very rudimentary stuff? And um, how open are you to, developing a community around this or is this something that you would rather do by yourself and not really share with too many people and mm-hmm. so uh i guess to kind of start off where i know you already have an idea kind of where you would want to do it and so i'll let you kind of go go with that yeah yeah um my personal choice would be uh east coast area in the mountains uh somewhere where you have a decent amount of elevation uh on the outskirts of a city uh property is much more affordable out there um, and it's more geared towards people who want to 
accomplish like you know building a little community you can't really do that when you got crazy neighbors and stuff it, it complicates things <laughs> yeah uh, but yeah yeah I, I really like the idea of Carolinas and to touch on your first point that you wanted to get out uh, get at was um, like I think it's just such a safe area like you already have the altitude uh, you, you're very protected from sea level rise and any like uh, any kind of global warming stuff like that uh, it's obviously obvious that um, the uh, the weather is changing. You know, it's getting hotter here in Florida. I, I, this is not the ideal place to be. Uh, it's and shifting up north is is definitely a good idea, in my opinion. Um, and also uh, to touch on a few of your other points at the same time, when you have when you live on like an incline or on the side of a mountain or have mountainous area, you could if you have a stream or something that's natural at the top, you can dam it up uh, and build a dam and generate hydroelectric power pretty simply uh, and, and for less money than you'd think honestly yeah uh, and, and have almost unlimited power to do whatever you want it's that's that's hide many hydros is an amazing technology that's that's often ignored so to to talk on that point actually so that was literally there's only two ways I've looked up that really you can well three excuse me three different ways that you could power a home during the winter. And this is addressing if you wanted to get situated in one place and not uh, have the flexibility of, of leaving the area and just like you've mm-hmm. invested in this yeah, one area, gonna right? Be consi- there is going to be a considerable initial investment, but long-term it would pay for it, pay itself off yeah. many times over. And so the three technologies I, I found that would work during the winter, A, like you said, um, a stream or river system. And, and I want to go a little bit further on like, some of the difficulties that you could probably run into with that, not technologically wise, but maybe just uh, legality wise. Um, secondly, would be uh, actually geothermal, but this would only work if you live in areas like a, a good place would probably be as an example. Um, what is that popular park? The super volcano. Um, the one that's the uh, Yellowstone. Yellowstone. So essentially like areas like Yellowstone where you have a lot of geothermal activity, a heat essentially you yeah, can yeah. you can use some of that heat power to generate um generate power see, during the winter as well yeah that's a, that's a massive luxury as well because i mean that's strictly location based you can't make that exactly you can't just will that into existence somewhere no. no and then the third the third one that you could do as well is that you could essentially just burn a ton of wood you could live in an area where you have um a lot of 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 capable wood that's really good for uh ex- like just uh, burning you- You've left out solar, though. Solar during the winter, though, could be very difficult. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know the numbers, I guess, but... It, it, you would, you would have to take way. a considerable... You, it has, but in, in doing research on it, there's only... Like, you could have a, a maneuverable uh, solar panel system, right, that you can uh, align and adjust, because obviously the Earth tilts with the, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. With the different seasons, so you can't just have it fixated on a roof of your building. It would have to be like a uh, a system that you're able to relocate to get like the most influence of uh, a direct sunlight. But the thing is, is that you still most of the time during winter periods, uh, it, it's just a known fact that your your ability, the availability of clear skies isn't there. Um, and so your your return on the solar panels, the amount of panels that you have, diminishes greatly seasonally. And like you could offset some of that with battery power. But then the cost becomes too much. Like it becomes yeah, like yeah. where if you're accounting for like, you would have to live like a very rudimentary lifestyle to keep, to have it work. Like where you're only powering like LED lights, 
maybe like an LED television, but like anything that really is power consuming, like maybe like a, like a washer, dryer, refrigerator, um, like a computer yeah, system. Yeah, serious draws. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Those, those could be very detrimental. And, and, and when you're talking yeah. about self-sustainability, you don't want to have those kind of things happen. I, I do think we will be there, though, in, in the next 10 to 15 years with the battery technology. I think, I think we're, we're going to see significant savings on that, and, and the price for kilowatt hours is going to continue to go down. Yeah, I think uh, so, too. I think, like, uh, especially with, like, graphene and stuff like that, um, getting more incorporated into – and now they're doing uh, – what is it? Nitrogen-based batteries now? Or what's, like, the one that's, like, becoming, like, very – it's, like, the next step past um, – Lithium. Lithium. I, well, I know there's like there's lithium and then nickel. There's I think it's lithium. nickel. There's, it's nickel. There's also lithium iron polymer. That's like the lithium that doesn't explode ever. It's like the safe lithium. Um, and then I know Toyota has actually got a new battery coming out. Like they're calling it like a solid state battery. I don't really know what the mechanics of how it works, but supposedly it can get to full charge in ten minutes with like a like with an industrial electrical connection. Wow, I know Tesla's working on on new batteries as well. I can't remember. Um, what they're being made out of, I don't think they're lithium. They're going into like tin. Wait, it's called biscuit tin cells. Uh, I'm reading it right now. They're using, I mean, it says tin in the name. I'm assuming they're using tin as a metal. I don't know enough about tin. But I know yeah. nickel's another one too. And then like I said, graphene is another one. So there is a lot of investment in that Gra- space. Graphene's one of those weird things that like it's supposed to, graphene is supposed to like revolutionize every aspect the universe. of universe. But, I, but <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen a single thing come to fruition like from it, you know. Because it's it's so difficult to to um to create complex structures with it. That's the issue with mm-hmm. it. Because on a two-dimensional plane, it's it's so easy, right? But it's like when you're trying to actually make a a three-dimensional object with graphene, it's a it's just so expensive to to do uh, because it requires a lot of graphene. Because graphene is like what it's essentially graphite at the the single atom scale before it becomes like a stackable feature, like a three-dimensional thing. You have to like break down graphite yeah, to like, yeah, the like a single it's like plane a chain of, yeah. graphi- of graphite atoms. Yeah. And so it's just carbon atoms that are laid flat. And so like trying to make that into a three-dimensional object is super costly because it's so, so tiny. But, um, yeah. So what was, what was your thoughts? What, where, where have you thought so far? What would be your ideal? Location? Dude, honestly, if it wasn't for the real estate cost, Lake Tahoe, a hundred percent, I think Lake Tahoe would be, uh, I don't know if you've ever been there. Um, no, never have. no. Okay. So it's in Nevada. And, uh, well, it's Nevada, it's, it divides Nevada and, and California, or Nevada and California divide Lake Tahoe. And so there's a California side and a Nevada side. And um, it's located uh, just 30 minutes outside of the capital of Nevada, which is Carson City. It's North Nevada. And uh, I've only been to it once. I went last year, actually. Funny enough, I went to go train a girl at um, that was going to be uh, promoting the cannabis products that I was working under. And I was training her on on how to do that, and her her footprint was pretty big because out there it's not as densely populated. So the the biggest city is Reno, and then uh, you have Carson City, and then you have Lake Tahoe. And while I was out there, she was telling me uh, she was asking me just like questions: Have I ever been in an area? I was like, No, I've never been to North Nevada. And she was like, Oh, so you've never been to Lake Tahoe then? And this was 
this was the fall time period. So it wasn't even a summer. And I was like, no, I've never actually been. And she was like, oh my God, you have to figure out a way to go like while you're here. And I was like, really? And so I would like get into to the city or to the lake itself. To the lake itself. And so I was having like many conversations with different people in the area and they would ask me the same question. And I would be like, no, I've never been. They were like, oh my God, you have to go. And I was like, really? Is it that great? I was like, there's no way. I just think I'm just like, yeah, like, you know, I'm a little spoiled in the sense (laughs) I grew up on, you know, you know where we grew up in in Florida. It's like a really beautiful beach. And I was like, you know, nah, I mean, like uh, people are hyping it up maybe because they're just like, we're over here in the middle of nowhere in the desert. It can't be that good. And I, I, I've been to plenty of lakes in Nevada and some are pretty cool. Like Havasu Lake, which is like, you know, right next to Nevada and Arizona, but still nothing like, like oh my god the most gorgeous scenery ever kind of thing and so i didn't look it up on my phone because people were like it's not going to do it justice if you look it up on your phone and so the owner of the company actually flew in the next day while i was there and he found out i've never been he was like dude you're done working now like we're going straight there like right now (laughs) and i was like okay (laughs) like if my owner is telling me like go for it i'm gonna go there then like i'm getting paid for this anyways so uh, we all jump in the car, the new girl that we're training, uh, myself and, and uh, him, and we just drive. And we're in Carson City, and Carson City is about an hour away from Reno. And so we're driving, and you have to go up these mountains. And so riding up the mountains, it starts off pretty shitty. It's just like trees everywhere. And then it starts getting like really nice. Like They're like getting snow-capped because this is in the fall, and everything's mm-hmm. kind of snow-capped. And I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. And I was like, this is different. And then all of a sudden, like as you get to the very top of the mountain and you you look to the opposite side of the mountain. So on one side is fucking desolate desert, right? And on the other side in this valley surrounded by mountains is just the most gorgeous lake I've ever seen in my life. And I've seen lakes. Like I've seen all the Great Lakes. I've seen lakes in, in like South America. Like I, I've seen lakes. I'm not like... I'm not I, a lake I, amateur. Yeah, I'm not a lake amateur guy. Like I've seen plenty of lakes. I'm very familiar with lakes. Um and honestly, just looking at this, and I was like dumbstruck. I was like, what am I looking at? Dude, like literally it was like a Bob Ross painting. Like a Bob Ross painting. Literally looked like that. It was like like the the blues and the light blues in the sky, and then like you have your snow capped mountains, and then it goes down to getting green and then beautiful blue waters at the bottom do, do, with, the, mount, do the mountains just like run straight into the lake dude straight down straight That's down awesome. and um and it's just surrounded by this and i was like i need to get down to this like he was like dude we're going there and i was like oh my god this is awesome and so we get there and we parked the car and the temperature's great it's like 70 degrees out and uh dude brian when you go into this lake there's like rock formations everywhere there's like a lot of different ways to get to it. There's dispensaries at this lake because it's in uh, both states have legal marijuana. So each you, side, you want to, you want to maybe go there in May, <laughs> dude, I'm in hundred percent. I'm, 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 I'm in. I'll be, I'm turning, I'll be 30 in May. I want to do something. Dude, go to Lake Tahoe. I will, I will seriously go to Lake Tahoe with you in May. If you, if you go, I, I promise you will not be disappointed. Like do yourself, like just look up Lake Tahoe right now. And anyways, Um, so I go there and dude, when you get to the water, Brian, you can see right through the water, like right through anywhere you're at. It's crystal clear. Beautiful. What 
what feeds the water system there? Is it the melting caps? There's, uh, yeah, there's just like the streaks. There's like three main river systems that go into Lake Tahoe, but they're like very small river systems. And uh, I, I just like it because of the fact that, A, I can live in Nevada still where there's no state income tax. Um, and it's actually one of the, like a uh, people that live in San Francisco are like about 30 minutes away from Lake Tahoe. So, so what some people do, like once they become super rich is they just go to Nevada and live on the Nevada side. And so California has a, like, uh, it's called their biggest city is called South Lake Tahoe. And mm-hmm. then, uh, on Nevada side, it's called state line are the two different cities. Yeah, and, it's gotta be stupid, stupid, expensive property. There, oh, huh? dude, stupid. I'm talking about like you can find a quarter acre plot of land for like a million dollars. It's 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 so. Uh, so how do you? So I guess if that's your uh, your place, like like what's your plan to break into that market? How do you acquire? <sighs> so uh, honestly, you can live slightly away from the water and still be in that valley area I was talking about, like up in the wooded area, and and the prices do start to go down a little bit, especially if you live on the California side. Like forget it on Nevada, like. Anywhere in Nevada side, it's expensive. And it's because of the fact that it's just selling out so fast because there's no state income tax. And all these tech billionaires are moving there. It's one of the reasons why Reno, for instance, is also very expensive to live at. And I don't, I don't know it. if I would bank on just that one policy because that, that's something that could quickly be changed. With and that's what I'm hoping for. I'm really hoping. I'm really, really hoping because there's a, a lot of people – leaving uh like these areas and starting to go to like rural areas but dude honestly once you move to lake tahoe you're not leaving there unless you like unless something bad happens to you like you're you lose all your money kind of thing because once you're there i cannot understand why anyone would leave there honestly it's so gorgeous it does snow there during the winter and there's a lot of skiing and a lot of things to do winter sports and lakes not really fun to do obviously during the winter but uh, I looked it up. There's there fifty on average fifty five days of snow, and everything else is a, is pretty manageable climate. And uh, the hottest it'll get is like in the low eighties. Um, and dude, Brian, the lake is just gorgeous, man. And so, and funny enough, Lake Tahoe actually has the cleanest water in all of the United States. The cleanest, like I mean, it's I could tell, but it's also the drinkability of it. It's the cleanest water you could find. In the United so States. I w- so is that like the, the cleanest city water? Does is it is it drained directly from the lake? Or oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't even think they they send it through any system. It's that clean. But like when you when you so, look up, so the- one issue though, whenever you move to like more more rural areas too, is a lot of times they don't have the water mains and the water system out to that area. So. Uh, that that sometimes can be a, a major problem. But what you could uh, do in theory, though, is like, so this is my idea. So if I wanted to address like Tahoe, make it a reality, I would live outside of of being super close to water. It's not going to happen. It's not realistic for me. Buy a uh, half an acre plot of land, do a tiny home on it. Uh, and with a tiny home, so I, with a half an acre, you could probably have like two, three tiny homes. I've seen tiny homes in people's backyards. I mean, you could, but you would be cl- it would be close. Yeah, be, it'd be uh, people be that you care to to live around. You know, like it's not going to be fucking Jim Jim from nowhere that you don't know that's going to be living in your community. It's like this is only going to be for like. I, I I would recommend looking to some bigger property, man. Half an acre is is smaller than you think. Oh, I I know it's small. I've looked at the photos. It's small, but I like you can. 
you can find multi-acre property like at like all the way away from the lake, which is another uh, viable thing as well. Um, I just love the happy medium, like between like being close to the lake and not being so close to the lake. But I mean, just look at the real estate cost here. Let me see if I can find it for you real quick. Um, Lake Tahoe. Uh, Land for sale. It's always going to look at California side, which I prefer. Um, I'm trying to see if I can find like the biggest plot. Have if you, you ever look been at the to the, to the like to the Blue Ridge Mountains to Appalachia? Um, I've only driven through to Appalachia. I've never actually stayed there. You can find 500 acres for 10 million dollars. That's not bad. <laughs> That's not bad at all. I mean, you your money you're gonna make that money back. Like if you had that much money, you're gonna make that money back. Um, yeah, yeah, but it takes a that, let's let's say for ten million dollars. Realistically, it's never gonna happen. But yeah. Here's 33 acres for $800,000. It's not too bad. If you go in with a few friends, that's not... Is there any existing structures or is it strictly property? Uh, it looks like there's structures around. I don't know what this is. It looks like an airport. Is it an airport? Really? Look at this. Wow. Here, let me link this to you. This is yeah, a... If that's an airport, that would be fucking sick. I wouldn't even care about that. It says next to a highway, but this kind of looks like an, a runway here. Let me share this with you. No, fuck you. I don't know. Um, I'm gonna link this to you right now. You tell me. I'm just saying. I I really think there's gonna be a there's definitely gonna be a run on property uh, on on this green new future property that's that's resistant to global warming and climate change. And oh, stuff. dude, you have to get uh, on it now. Like within the next five so, years, so yeah, you I have think to. The key right now is we we need to be looking for areas that aren't discovered yet that have potentials to, to, to meet all the criteria to be in these Goldilocks zones where people are going to want to be. I've, um, I've been looking. So I've looked like over by Asheville in North Carolina and it's still expensive. Yeah, that's, I even, that's like my personal favorite area. Yeah, it's I think Tennessee, there, I think Tennessee as well. Like if you can find in between uh, Knoxville and Asheville, like uh, mm-hmm. in that area, I don't know enough about that area. Right. That would be yeah. something you, like I, you, you have to come whenever things calm down, you really got to come. Uh, we got to meet up in North Carolina and Asheville. My dad has, uh, my dad has about, I'm not sure if it's 15 or 20 or so acres up there on the, on the, near the top of a mountain up a really windy road. How long uh, has he had it? Well, uh, it's been in my grandparents, uh, my, my grandparents owned it for a while and then they sold it to my father. Um, but he's had it now for, I don't know, 10 years, probably about maybe a little less. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm he's, gonna... done, he's done so much. Dude, the, dude, he's put a pond in there that. His pond is like four acres, dude. Like it's crazy. It's uh, he's 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 going for real on this thing, and he, he's got a really really cool setup. I'm sending you a photo of literally uh, eye level Bob Ross photo that I I saw. <laughs> this is like literally what I saw, but from elevated. Oh my god! <laughs> so ridiculous. That like doesn't even like uh, that to me. Like doesn't even look like America. That looks like like the Swiss Alps or something. Yeah. Right. Right, it's so wild, man. It really is. Like I've I, never, I've I've been to uh to the Grand Canyon and to Sedona, Arizona, and to like a couple places over there, but I've never really spent much time in the West. Arizona is like a, a popular spot as well for a lot of people that are doing like self sustainability lifestyle, like New Mexico, Dude, the, Arizona. The, the water so hot. The issue and the drought. I mean, it's I, so I think hot. I I think incoming drought is going to be a major a major factor. Uh, it's just it's only it's just inevitable, you know. When things get hotter, 
things seem to dry out, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's just what happens. Oh, yeah. And then this is actually safe from the fires as well. It's, that was a big fear of mine, like, in California. Like, this place never gets fires. Um, yeah. It's probably not that much big growth like that, huh? No. And then, yeah, well, you're surrounded by, uh, like, literally uh, aridness. So, it's, like, everything within the valley is, like, very wet and... and uh, it would it would take a lot. I think it would take a massive amount of drought. Like if this like somehow disappeared, I guess I don't I don't I don't even know what would happen. I guess if the stream stop, well, you don't even need flow of water into the lake. Eventually, it would just become too toxic. I guess if there wasn't flowing of water through it, right? Well, yeah. I mean, there's a considerable amount of evaporation. I bet you millions of gallons are evaporating off that thing every day. But like the dangers with lakes, right? Like currently, because of how hot it's getting, it's like if you go into some lakes that are still that don't have water. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. There's stuff breeding in there. Yeah, yeah, like brain-eating bacteria, right? Oh my yeah, god, the, that's so yeah, scary. Yeah, the amoebas, especially, is what we god, have down here. That's that so scary, dude. When I first heard about I those, to, I used to swim in those retention ponds as a kid too. We we used to build ramps too, and jump dude. our bicycles and shit into those things. Me too. And just like hearing about that now, it's so so sad that some people like you can't do anything once you get yeah. it. You're yeah, it's over pretty much by the time they figure it out. Yeah, it's 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 game over essentially. Uh, but yeah, so like if if I could travel back in time twenty years ago and buy property at Lake Tahoe, I would have done it. I, I, I wish I would have owned it, but it's not really realistic. And so like, um, like when you're talking about big acreage, acreage, I mean, it, again, it can be if you like had like a group of friends that were willing to go in a considerable mm-hmm. amount of money, like each one of you guys. Yeah, that, dipping that's just hard though, to find that dedication and devotion from people that are really ready to make that, you know, exactly. It, it's hard to be finan- financially stable enough to take a leap like that. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so the, the next spots, honestly, were like ten. I heard like Tennessee when I was asking people, Tennessee and North Carolina came up a lot, and I actually like the idea of Tennessee. I'm not very familiar with it. I've only, uh, I think I've driven through it. I, I can't even remember. I've never actually been in Tennessee. Uh, it is, it's a beautiful country. Uh, it, it really is. It, it can be mountainous and and it can be flat, and it has it has a lot to offer. But I'm looking at some like where you can get like a lot of acreage. Um, again, it's just. It, so when you look at this, right, and I'm assuming like I want a water system, and I feel like land that's next to a water system is always going to be a lot yeah, more expensive. Yeah, definitely. It's just there's a factor of ten more properties outside of. I mean, waterfront properties always in high demand. So, I mean, but yeah, having a water system is crucial to me too. That's like the key to life. The key to sustainability is having sufficient water for what you're doing. And it needs to have a river flowing through it. You have to have that. Because if it's a yeah. lake, I don't think it's really even viable. But I mean, I see some places around here. Like there's – I'm like on Zillow right now. I'm like zoomed in on this one lake called Wadagao Lake. Wadagao Lake by Butler. I don't know. It's like right outside Asheville. How often do you go there? Do you go there a lot? Are you familiar with I try, it? I, I haven't been up there in a couple months, but I try to get up there often. I mean, I really do love it up there. Do you but drive around a lot? Like, do you just kind of like randomly just drive to kind yeah, of... Yeah, I, I just love driving, and I love those roads, too. And it, it, one thing is so funny up there is all the people are so used to driving on these little squirrely mountain roads. If, like, you were to put Florida drivers there, they people wouldn't know what to do. It would be crazy. Like, the, the, there, there would be traffic jams everywhere. They All the people drive so fast through these little squirrely roads, dude. It's really? Nuts. That's so yeah. funny. I heard Asheville people are pretty nice too. Like I heard like they're Yeah, yeah, they're great. Asheville's a really nice city. 
it does have some problems with like homelessness and stuff uh and like there's a lot of kind of like street people uh that just kind of are hanging out but they, they usually are pretty nice i mean i ha- they, sometimes they can be a little pushy but Asheville's a nice city it has a lot the, the dude so many breweries and stuff are in there now it's just like a an awesome place just to go out on town it, it sucks all this covid stuff's going on but, but it's also very expensive as well right because it is so popular yeah, now? close to the city and inside the city is is very expensive but like 20 minutes outside the city half an hour outside the city uh property prices just sharp you know, there's just so much property for you can buy big chunks out there for fairly cheap. There's a lot of deals. I only see one river really going through. It's this French Broad River. Is that the river that goes through? Yeah, the Asheville? French the French Broad runs right through Asheville, but you don't want to drink out of that. Like all the all the good water comes right out of the mountains, out of little streams and stuff. All all the mountains are full of streams. Oh really? Oh, I see that. I'm seeing like blue everywhere. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Like just on my dad's property, he's got like four or five spring, like natural spring heads of flowing fresh water that just drink it straight out of the ground. Just perfect water. Really? Yeah, yeah. And he's he, so that's what fills his pond. We he gets diverted from the springs into the pond, so there's constant inflow. Uh, and then uh, there's we got like a couple areas kind of dammed off with some rocks and to make little kind of swimming holes and stuff. Uh, dude, the water gets ripping through there too. It's pretty. It's pretty serious water flow. I heard, um, or not? I heard. I saw like ways to power, um, essentially a, a place with with running water. And so there's actually some really awesome ways to do it. One is to essentially divert some of the stream from a, a river to a gravity fed um, rotor, essentially. So if you're if you're living in an area where the river is flowing downhill, mm-hmm. uh, you essentially use all that gra- like the gravity work and, and that flow yeah. to drive that's down the, a, a turbine yeah. system. And then um, you just build a dam system that just kind of whenever you need the water to flow into that area, pull up the dam, water flows there, ter- spins a turbine. And yeah, then that's, it, the key, it, that's the key to all, to all hydroelectric is if you build a reservoir and you think of your reservoir as a battery, um, and you regulate inflow and outflow of your reservoir and to maintain your levels. And the bigger your reservoir and the more drop you have, the more potential energy you create, the more power you can create. So yeah. you just scale things up and down for what you need. It's, it's all just, I mean, it's something that, something that you can, st- as long as you have water coming in, you can make it happen. How are those streams though for your, for your dad during the winter? Are they, they're gone, right? They're non-existent. They freeze over. What was that? How are the streams like during the winter? They're non-existent, right? Like they kind of just freeze over. So we like yeah, the the streams freeze over, but if you ta- if you tap right into the head and inc- encase it and keep constant water flow, you can keep it going during the winter. Gotcha. Is your dad like living? Uh, what kind of sustainability is he, is he? He's still connected to a grid, right? Yeah, yeah. There's still his power connection up there, um, and yeah, he he gets power, and then there's also a few uh, like line of sight antenna. Uh, internet services that get beamed across the tops of the mountains uh, that that are fairly good, um, so he so he can get pretty good uh, internet too. Gotcha. What? Uh, how far uh, in Asheville is he? Like, is he closer to the Tennessee he, he, side? He's or? in the the city that it's uh the, the name of the mountain is Flat Top Mountain Road. If you want to Google it, is there like a town it's close in, by? It's in Fletcher, Fletcher, North Carolina, I believe. Fletcher. It's about a ha- it's about a half hour to get to. Asheville oh, I see it. From- I see it. It's it- south of Asheville. Yeah, it's about a half hour away. But the crazy thing is, is, is that fifteen minutes of the drive is to just get down. The oh, there's an airport road. close just- by. 
Yeah, yeah. My dad also has a property in Hendersonville, like directly on the airport. He has actual, it has airport access where you can taxi a plane right from the airport to his, right into his property. Really? Yeah, I don't see any, uh, oh, I see some land here, but it's pretty expensive actually over there. Yeah, it's gone up, it's gotten crazy in the last couple of years, like in the mountains. Oh my God, now. there's a lot of businesses building up over there. Yeah, dude, it's, it's a new breakout area. Everyone likes Asheville. It's, it's, liberal little area inside of it. it's just kind of a nice little hippie town really friendly to people okay let me let me isolate this search to lots of land and then let me do how many acres on yeah i'm on zillow let's look say for like i would say look for seven and up or something five five yeah and five up. and up yeah let's do five and up okay let's do this all right that's a lot better there was like red dots everywhere it's like this is this is getting ridiculous <laughs> okay yeah. um Here's a nice one over here. This is a 300K for a 6.4 acre plot of land. Looks nice and green. It's got a little gravel roadway to it. I, I would I would personally recommend buying some kind of, of of property with an existing like livable structure. Like it doesn't necessarily like have to be livable, but just to be able to buy something when there's already a house there that already has a septic tank that already has paid impact fees, has already paid for a power connection. Like you'll save so much money in the long run, and you can just renovate it or, or tear it down essentially, and just redo it. Like it's it's and without having to like completely rebuild in the city's eyes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Here's a farm for uh, four hundred thousand. It's like a twelve acre property. I don't. I still don't see any water system here, but it must get like from the from the area. So like if you if you're in if you if you buy if you see any property that has like mountains on it there's little streams that you won't just you can't see it from a satellite view but they're there there's just they're everywhere you still there yeah i'm here i'm just like uh, i'm browsing yes <laughs> you're like what's going on i'm just like oh, i'm like uh <laughs> i'm over here like trying to look at uh yeah so here let me uh, can i send you like this search parameter i think i can here let me send this to you what are you searching on zillow yeah, but I'm searching, like, I think this is already, uh, I sent it to you. Look, oh, my God. Look at that hyperlink. That is the longest hyperlink of randomness I've ever seen. <laughs> what is this? this is so I think it's, it's because it's the I parameters. Think it's, I think it's because you're still, you're also, like, adding additional searches, and it's just building up as you as you keep on modifying your search. Yeah, but I think if you click that, you're probably going to be able to see what I'm looking at, right? Yeah, Are yeah, saying? it's fine. Yeah, seven, the 750. The or, I'm just I'm just doing horseshoe horseshoe North Carolina. I like honestly I I like that I've never I've never really spent time there. Um, Dude, the views are phenomenal. The air is always nice and clean. The the water's good. The scenery's like just the, all the people are really nice too. It's just there's nice stores. It's just a nice place, man. I I really like it. What's taxes are like in North Carolina? Do you know, the, well, the, I know the property taxes are considerably less than here in Florida. Uh, I think my dad says that it's it's cheaper to live in North Carolina than Florida. so sales tax right now is four point seven five in North Carolina. Depending on local municipalities, uh, you can look at as high as seven point five. Counting in local taxes in most areas bring the sales tax rate to six point seven five to seven percent, uh, but some can be as high as seven point five percent. And then I'm assuming there's a state income tax as well there, right? Uh, uh, I would imagine so, but I'm not specific. North Carolina, five point two five percent. It's not too bad, and it's flat, so it's not it's not going to go up. With some some places have a state income tax that goes higher 
as you make more money. I've never personally lived in a state with state income tax. I don't even know what that is. Like I'm so used to <laughs> Nevada doesn't have it. Florida doesn't have it. And I've never yeah. lived anywhere else. And I lived in Colombia, but I mean, that then that's Colombia. That's um, nice. I know we, we, ha- we had a conversation outside of this. Um, and, and you were telling me some of the stuff about healthcare and stuff in Nevada. It's nice that they, that they have their shit together a lot better than Florida. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, like, dude, uh, what about Florida do they have? Like, I'm... <laughs> I, <know. laughs> what, what, nothing, I love nothing. my home state, like, you know. Every, I, I think there's every some... Every single person here is winging it, dude. Like, like really, like, what... There's no systems in place down there. It's just, like, kind of, like, whatever. Even, like, I, I, I kind of love and hate this, but how there's no vehicle inspections here. Like, the, some of the rigs that you see going down the road are just so ridiculous. ridiculous, dude. It is so insane what you'll see people driving. Yeah, it's it's lawless down there sometimes. It's so funny. Yeah, but, it almost is. But at the same time, though, it's like, ah, dude, like, Florida's going to be sunk underwater in, like, 30 years for sure. Like, <laughs> know, like you're dude. just going to have Orlando. Orlando's going to be the new New Samarna almost. There's gonna be some new waterfront in Orlando. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, dude. Honestly, dude, like, I don't. We need to, We need to figure out like where's the next waterfront lot gonna be, dude. And then and then we can buy that, and you can be like, dude, we got this waterfront Florida real estate. <laughs> it's like ten miles inland now, dude. Like, you know, just have to do topography levels and uh, the 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 volume of water that's a like that's getting melted down, and and it's how how much water it displaces in the ocean and uh. uh uh, wind effects and tides and everything. Oh yeah, uh, I landed on Greensboro, North Carolina. Now being, <laughs> you yeah, you could pitch that to like you could buy it if you like wanted to like buy property for your kids. You're gonna have to like account to where the new waterfront line is. <laughs> you're like, like, when your kids are forty, they'll be able to move here, and it's guaranteed to be waterfront. There'll be artificial. I mean, there honestly, we joke about it, but there are probably people that have paid a considerable amount of money on algorithms to really determine that, so they can buy real estate in those areas hey have you seen that that giant um man-made essentially swimming pool they've put in in jacksonville i, f- I forget the name of it dude that's the, the that that's the, the place i wanted to move to like the, remember the out in- that was like a- when i was talking about moving to florida i was like if i ever was going to move back i was going to be moving to um freak why am i forgetting the name of this place right now it's like a super it's the best city to live in florida essentially um, yeah it's like just south of jacksonville right yeah best city to live in florida i cannot believe i'm already forgetting the name of it um uh is it it's not this no 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 but i, I think that i'm curious to how that technology actually works for that for that system because it like you can literally like take boats out and drive around. In Nokati, it's like Nokati, Nokati. Uh, that's where uh, they were building that lake at because that's dude. That, that's like uh, like if I did like if I gave up on this whole idea of living sustainability wise, that's where I would live in Florida. But I mean, honestly though, that's gonna sink underwater. It's like it's right there on the coast. It's not safe to be honest. Um, and it's not really see, the constant. The constant hurricanes just are stressful for me, man. Every time the hurricane season winds up, it's just like, oh great, is my roof gonna get ripped off this year? Like, <laughs> it's, just, it's just like I don't, I don't need that stress in my life. Are but you in a flood though, yeah, zone I, I in your area? And everything. And do you like, have a Do you have a flood zone in your area or no? What are you in a flood zone technically? 
uh, I am in the I'm in the thousand year flood zone. But what's that mean? I, what I've never heard of these. I was like looking. I was talking to a real estate agent recently because looking to buy some land outside of New Smyrna, and um, she uh, it, uh, like the price of this one property I was looking at, uh, which was like close to Osteen, was like pretty cheap. And she was like, "Oh, it's because it's in like a, a flood zone. And it's like in a thirty 30 year flood zone area or something like that. And I was like, what so are you talking means, so about? That, so that means that they've ran the numbers on what <laughs> they predict like the, the forecast would be. And, and they <laughs> estimate that that property is likely to be heavily flooded in 30 within 30 years. Like, like every 30 years is a, is a, there's a, there's a chance roughly that it, it could get flooded. <laughs> yeah. That's really all it is. And, and so, and so you're a thousand years. So there's there's kind of just like the hundred year. Yeah. There's like the hundred year, they have a hundred year line and a thousand year line. And usually, like if you're within the hundred year line, um, home insurance, like you're you're required to carry like an additional uh, yeah layer flood insurance for, yeah. And so, but yeah, I'm like right on the edge. And but personally, I think they've been way too nice with the, with the estimations of it. And I, I I don't truly believe that I'm in a thousand year flood plan. Thirty year flood plan. Thousand year flood plan. Are you accounting for climate change? Who's doing these numbers? Like crazy yeah. people. Yeah, honestly, I would I would love to go there, and and my family has been there plenty of times. They uh they have friends that actually bought real estate out there. Um, I don't know in Asheville, but I think they bought it, um, like closer to the East Coast. But supposedly North Carolina is becoming like the state uh, if you're living in the East Coast, like the new place to go. Yeah, sure. dude, it's just there's so, and I think it's kind of nice too to be. On and hurricanes don't really chain. ever affect you're so close to kind of everything. You could, I mean, you can theoretically like drive to philadelphia in like a day tri- like in the day like it's like a seven eight hour drive or nine hour drive or something it's not like the end of the world you know yeah true yeah i mean virginia's right be, there you could be in, you could be in new york if you just go for a day drive you know like from florida that's like a, a all-day expedition <laughs> it's an all-day expedition dude that takes like a I've day done, and a half i've done it before i've, I've done i've gone non-stop that time that we hung out in new york did you you drove there right i think or Remember that one time that we uh, we met yeah, up in no, New York? I flew, I flew in that time. Oh yeah, that's right. You guys flew in that time. Mm-hmm. That was fun, dude. I forgot about that. Yeah, that was what a crazy small world that was. Like when I happened to be there and you were there as well. Yeah, I was like, dude, we got to meet up in New York. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was so funny, dude. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, so okay, so let's just you, I, you, on that on that note too. New York is a beautiful place, but plagued by the same issues as like tahoe tahoe just absorbently expensive oh like north new york like up there like yeah yeah like like upstate new york yeah like dude that's like where like all kinds of crazy politicians live and like dude old all the old money's up there yeah like Like over by syracuse and stuff like that it's it's... yeah like all you know the uh what is what is his name uh the rockefellers and stuff like rock that was that's his area up there and like in like uh what's the name I forget what's the term for that little area of New York. I guess just just north of the city, like hour or two north up the up the Hudson River, like the property up there just gets absolutely beautiful. I'm not gonna lie, dude. I I honestly okay. So like if you if we could even get out of the United States, like I would honestly look at like uh, Canada almost. Canada seems really cool. I don't know much about it. I New love Zealand. Is really dude. cool. I think that's amazing that your brother's there. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, dude, yeah, New Zealand, so as far as far as like a, a sustainability thing, like they've really, oh, that's like, all they do. That's all they do. Island nation and like everybody's just so on top of their shit with everything. And yeah, New Zealand is like one. Of, I would personally say New Zealand's like the one of the best countries. Like get, like leverage you, towards global. They're gonna do fine. I think. You know where you know where I would honestly my dream. I was something my parent, my mom does yesterday actually. 
Uh, New Zealand, definitely number two, funny enough. What do, you, what do you think my number one would be? It's not Japan. Japan's not safe. Japan's so dangerous, dude. <laughs> what about Look, Hawaii? No, dangerous, bro. Too dangerous. Yeah. It's not, It's let's just say it's not, uh, I, I guess, I'll give you a massive hint. It's in Europe, funny enough. Sweden? Uh, no. Uh, close. It's also I got the Norway. No, the one that your Finland, your Denmark. wife your wife gets confused with all the time. She hates. Uh, Switzerland. Yeah, Switzerland. Yeah, the dude. The Swiss looks. Be- I've never been to Switzerland, but bro. It, it looks oh. like a beautiful place. Talk, okay, so first off, like logically, I mean, you have natural disasters they have to cope with, but then you also have other things like wars <laughs> that you have to think about as well. Imagine this place surrounded by some of the craziest countries in World War One and World War Two. No Completely one essentially stayed out of it. Yeah, and you know why too, right? Because Switzerland essentially yeah, is surrounded by mountains, yeah. and all their people carry their guns. Like they're they yeah. are uh, required to go serve in the military, and then yep. they leave the military with their weapons. So what they? I, I don't think that they keep ammo in their homes, to, but they they all do stock their their weapons at home. Yeah, they all have their guns, and then on top of this, all of the bridges leading into Switzerland are rigged to explode. I don't know if you knew that, but they're rigged to explode. Yeah. Like they yeah, will yeah, blow those bridges. They, yeah, they could. They could even the tunnels too. They can collapse everything and, and seal the whole country off. Yep. And then you and, can't fly into it because it's completely surrounded by mountains everywhere. You just cannot. I, I, know, I, I know another thing too that can that helps them is every time uh, a new building like a, a, is built, there's very strict laws on like shelters, and you yep. and whenever you have to build a shelter, you have to build them for like civilian population as well to yep. enter them, not just employees. Yep. And actually, funny enough, in the mountains, there's random actual bunkers as well, like actual like hidden like artillery and like just things hidden in the mountains that only like certain individuals in the military know about. Um, yeah, dude, have you? I I just watched a really cool documentary uh, the other day. I forget the name of it, uh, but it was all about. Uh, just secret military complexes and how the and how they've all their tech all their strategy that they've done to prepare to basically exactly for these kind of situations, uh, just like an event of like a global thermonuclear war or like extreme like upheaval and it, dude they have it so set dude, up inside of the mountains. Dude. Oh my god! That's why so many people trust them with their money, <laughs> dude. Like no one's ever gonna go in there and take anything. I mean, no, dude, you never could, dude. What fucking Hitler, dude, went like Hitler went everywhere to get into France and was just would not go through Switzerland. He he thought about it for a second and he was like, no, nah, it's too stupid. Not even going to waste my yeah. time. I know. And he would fucking do any. He was he would throw the craziest wild cards. Yeah. He was willing to go into Russia, dude. Soviet Union. That's insane. <laughs> he would rather go there than, than to go to Switzerland to get into. I, th- to I think France. I think on one level, though, he might have like idolized the Swiss and and. And well, they they like held their money, like sadly enough, like a lot of uh, Nazi money was going into uh, Switzerland a lot. Well, that's always that's always been their business as being the the middleman, the broker, the for shitty the, people and it, with extreme privacy too. Yeah, but I mean, dude, uh, like I, it's just so gorgeous of a country, though it really is. And I, dude, I love. Have you have you spent much time in, in Europe? Have you ever been over there? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, only on the west coast of Europe, just like the United Kingdom, like France, Spain area. I've never. Okay. I, I've always wanted to go where your wife's from, like Scandinavian yeah, dude, countries. I I love Sweden, and and that is another place that I would think would be a great place. Uh, can you to fall back? Can to. you guys? Can you live there? You technically can, right? Through her. 
How does yeah, that so work? We're like, it's difficult. It's not, it's not as easy as it is for me, for me, for her to be here as it is for me to be there. Yeah, dude. I, honestly, but I mean, it's, it's, it's something that I really, it's like kind of my, my plan is to get have a second place. My, my, my plan is to get my house played off, paid off and then refinance my house and buy a place in Sweden and pay it off. Uh, similar plan here, uh, but to find like a, a like okay, so this is something I was going to address in like the sustainability aspect. So this is only really uh, available to people that can really do these kind of things, but there's actually a large portion of people that can do this. But why even think about like where you're going to stay during the winter when you could just like for me, I could just travel to Colombia. Like I have the ability to just do that and just buy a property yeah. cheap in Colombia. Yeah, yeah. And, you should, dude. What what could you get like some Colombian property? Oh my for, like, god. Dude, like, check this. Like, like 10 grand, 20 grand? I mean, uh, like, well, no, I mean, it's expensive, but I mean, like, but what like I can saying, get is, get, like, some, like, is it, like, is there some cheap shit somewhere, like, out a little bit? Yeah, like, I mean, honestly, like, if I really wanted to do, like, the cheapo thing, yeah, I could do, like, uh, like in a Pueblo outside, like, a big area, like, or, like, Pueblos are, like, towns, but, like, in a, in a little Pueblo outside, like, some big areas, like, up in the mountains, yeah, dude, for sure, like, 10, 15 grand, easily have, like, a place, but... Uh, like you could find like really, really, really nice places for like 40, 50 grand, like in like, like really, really wow. nice areas. Like there's this, pl- Damn, there's- dude, that's what you should shoot for. Then that's, that's, that's so cheap. You should be doing that. On I know, the but I want a thing like I, I am going to do that, but I want a thing where I can have like my friends around. Like the thing with Colombia is like you could come and stay for six months, right? Like a, a temporary visa for six months, but I mean, it's a thing to do, I guess, like, you know, you could, so my idea was, like, that's another thing to do, right? Like, essentially, like, buy a big plot of land outside of Medellin by this lake called Guatape, which is kind of like the Lake Tahoe of of Colombia. Beautiful lake. It's, like, really gorgeous. And, and the climate there is always, like, 70 degrees all year long. It doesn't, it doesn't change. It doesn't deviate at all. Um and uh, it's just like a, a really popular lake that everyone from Medellin goes to because Medellin is surrounded by mountains. Um, but it's just a, a paradise out there. It's like gorgeous. But Guatape is like amazing. And uh, like I would I would buy a big plot of land out there and just live there and do something like this. Uh, like if I could like realistically do that, like for like half my friends live out there, I wouldn't even entertain America, to be honest. I would I would be doing this in Colombia. The only reason yeah. I wouldn't do it out there is because um, Colombia is super safe now. It's It's been – and it will always be safe. Like America has the hugest special interest in Colombia. Bro, yeah. have you ever seen the, the U.S. Embassy in Colombia? There is no, some, some shady stuff going there. I lost my passport, my U.S. passport, when I was living in Colombia, which was so scary. I've, I've, I didn't even know what to do. Yeah, it's kind of sketchy. And so I, ha- I had to go to the embassy, and I've never been to an embassy before. And, um, like, dude, you just see this this embassy, bro. It's, like, uh, I think the largest embassy is actually in Iraq because, of course, because there's, like, a mm-hmm. lot of CIA operatives going in there all the time. But in Colombia, it was, like, about half the size of that one. And, and this place is massive. It's, like, a huge facility in the middle of downtown. Right. What are they – and, like, is there not – there's probably, like, not even that many people. Dude, there, it right? is so – like, you know there's, there's op, like, operations going out of here. Like, <laughs> so – you know dude, it, the whole idea, dude. The whole it's idea all military. Like, it's like all like like uh like, and then you have just like waves of people waiting in line 
to actually apply for a visa to come to America. So there's lines of people all the time around this oh, building, okay, okay. lines. And then for Americans, we just bypass all that and just walk in uh, into yeah. like a special section. <laughs> I, and know, I, I love that whenever you have the special lines, dude. I felt so bad, dude. Like I, literally people are waiting like like hours just to, just to even apply for a visa to be able to come to America. And I just like walked in. I was like, I'm an American. I lost my passport. They were like, okay you know, walk in this way, we'll escort you and then we'll take you directly into the building. And then uh, it's like a massive courtyard. And then you walk in, there's like a, a big centralized building inside this embassy. It's like where the main headquarters are. And I had to like supply proof of like who I am. I had to get like my mom to um, send yeah, like some certificate, yeah, some stuff over. Because obviously, you know, I, I could impersonate to be an American or whatever. Um, and then I had to wait like, three weeks for the passport. Like I could have gotten an emergency visa. Like if there was like something bad happening that day and left Colombia if I wanted to, but I mean, I wasn't yeah. trying to leave Colombia. And so yeah. they were like, you know, we'll, we'll send you a new passport. It's going to take like two weeks. But I just remember walking in there twice. I had to go in there twice because initially to, to, to apply for a new passport. And then secondly, to, to pick it up. And dude, I just, every single time there was like special military vehicles going in there. Like, uh, like, uh, like truck or like SUVs that were like, you could tell were bulletproof, blacked out windows, mm-hmm. special politicians going Crazy. in and out of there. And uh, let me, are, are you, are you familiar with like the laws with diplomatic packages? Um, like in, in what sense? Term? Like a, like a diplomatic package. Uh, I I've heard of it, but I'm, I'm, I'm losing the context kind of. Dude, it's the craziest thing you can, a country can essentially declare anything a diplomatic package and it's like immune from any investigation, any kind of law enforcement. Like, <laughs> like it's just so crazy. Like they can, they could like take, it could be like a lot of people think like, Oh, it has to be like an actual package or like a box or something, but you could like, they can grant diplomatic immunity to like a whole vehicle uh, and, and just say, whatever's in here has nothing to do with you. This, this is, has complete diplomatic immunity step away. And like 90, <laughs> 99% of people don't have any say and have to. Wow, really? Yeah. Wow. Dude, I, I know for a fact, like, this embassy is so big in Colombia because, A, America just has a huge interest in Colombia because of the drug wars and the DEA and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I'm assuming just a lot of these agents just fly in there and there's just a lot of operations. Uh, dude, when I was living out there, I actually, funny enough, I dealt with high-level clientele. Uh, I can't really say who these people were, but I um I was... For a little bit, I was teaching English for a high-level, like, English teaching company. So I wasn't teaching it to, like, regular people. I was teaching it to, like, executives and, uh, like, lawyers and people that, like, really needed to know English because they dealt with a lot of American traffic. And I was uh, tutoring this one guy that was uh, him himself. He worked as the director for the oil um, the oil regulation out there in, in Colombia, essentially like he manages like uh, just anything to do with oil and extracting oil out of Colombia. And his mother was also, um, well, I'm probably even saying too much right here, but uh, like his mother worked in Congress as well. And he was telling me like, uh, like America has a lot of power in Colombia. Essentially there was a point where uh, like uh, the Colombian politicians were like voting on something that was really going to go against American interests. I can't remember what the legislation was. And, and they had to run it through the big and, guys. Dude, it, like in Congress, this happened in while they were debating this in their con- in their form of their Congress and representatives from America came in and told them that you can't do this and everyone just stopped. Like they just stopped. 
And it's just so wild to see just a level of, of power that America has over, over Colombia. I mean, essentially, you know, Panama became a country because America stole that from Colombia. Yeah. Yeah. I did know that. It's, it's pretty crazy. But, uh, the embassy out there in Bogota, which is the capital of, of Colombia, dude, it's, it's freaking massive, stupid, massive. Yeah. I've been to the Swedish embassy once with, uh, with Emily, uh, and it's pretty crazy in there too, but not like nothing too over the top, but still just, it was still surprising how large it was for just like what you would think would be a, a building that wouldn't do that much, you know? And I've been to DC and I've been to other countries and I've seen other countries like embassies that are tiny, like they're super tiny. Like maybe some like uh, Canada has a big one in DC and I think the UK has one, but everything else is like in office buildings, you know, like mm-hmm. they're, and they're, they're not like, they're not the whole office building. It's like they're on one floor, one room in this office building is one embassy. It's like that for the Colombian embassy, actually in Orlando. It's like in just a random wonder, office building. I wonder does the does does the Vatican City have any embassies? Uh I think they only a few. Did you know the Vatican actually the Pope? Uh, it's the Vatican. The the uh, I actually found this really interesting. The Holy See uh, is actually the ruler of of the Vatican City. Like when uh, Mussolini, funny enough, was the reason why uh, the Vatican City even became uh, its own independent nation. Mm-hmm. Um, that piece of shit guy. But um, <laughs> he, I, I guess, Italy for a long time was just really trying to take over Vatican City, and they just could not ever take over it. Um, and so finally, Mussolini kind of created a truce. And told them that they could be their own independent nation and gave the power to the Holy See. And the Holy See, essentially, is just a seat, a random, like a random seat. And whoever is sitting in the Holy See is like the representative for the, the, the Vatican City. So the Pope is like the speaker for the Holy See, but the Holy See is actually the seat itself. It's so, <laughs> so weird. And, and the Vatican really operates as a, like a corporation more so than anything else. You cannot gain citizenship there. No one can be born into the Vatican City. It's given to you, like your passport is given yeah, to you by the Pope. It's like a business, essentially. Yeah. It's given to you. It's get The passport is given to you by the Pope. And to get, to get back on our sustainability talk a little bit and also kind of touch on these weird independent cities, um, have you ever heard of the free town of Christiania? Uh, it sounds familiar. It's in Denmark. Um, it's in it's in the center of Copenhagen, essentially. Uh, if you want to pull it up, but what's it called? More or less, uh, it's called. You can just search Christiania. I'm not sure of the spelling on it. I'm not good at spelling. <laughs> but but uh, free time Christiania. It, I found it. So so what happened there? The whole story with this place uh, is that after <laughs> World War II, there was like a huge uh, military base, military installment that was abandoned, um, and all these people over time kind of moved in and took over and set up like an independent free kind of society within Copenhagen. Okay. And so while they're doing this and the government, everyone's kind of turning a blind eye, uh, it's getting really built up. Uh, at one point the government's like, okay, this is reached too much. We have to stop this. Uh, and basically these people do fought back tooth and nail, literally battled it out with the government, um, and fought and, it's now gotten to the point where like Denmark, like halfway recognizes it as like legit, but they don't consider themselves in the country of Denmark at all. Like it's, they consider themselves like their own state, uh, even though it's not official and like weed and stuff is illegal in Denmark, but within Christiania it's legal. And for the most part, the Danish government respects that and, and just allows it. Yeah, dude. And funny enough, can you believe this? I'm actually reading about it right now. 
It's a thousand, like 850 to a thousand residents live there. And guess what, Brian? Yeah. To support my argument, guess how big of a plot of land it is. It's tiny, dude. But nineteen it's acres. It's, <laughs> how many? How many acres? Is nineteen. Nineteen acres. Yeah, yeah. No, it is packed in. But you can just walk it, dude. Look at the little mini homes and stuff that they have there because they're all about like sustainability and. Yeah, I'm and looking stuff. at it right now. And, and dude, it's it's that's like a really really cool, uh, like model like model city of, of what you're talking about where they they like people like go around all around Denmark and stuff or not Denmark all around uh, Copenhagen and pick up like there's like a little general store in there with like all recycled wood with recycled doors and building supplies and stuff and but there's like there's no real like government it's all kind of like informal just word of mouth the people that have lived there for like years and years like have you been there it looks kind of raggy though it looks kind of like not really i guess it makes sense because they're not really collecting like local taxes it is what it is until like a lot of (laughs) times for a while they were cutting their power off and their water off and stuff uh, and that's just kind of the way it is, you know. It's kind of its, its own little community, and it's, it, it, a lot of it is isolated. They don't get the traditional su- support from the Dude, I love, I love stuff. that uh, in Wikipedia, it's government. So, like, uh, you know, normally it would be like democracy or whatever. Their government is anarchist, commune, and partially autonomous, <laughs> intentional community. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, dude. Uh, dude, I love it. It's one of my favorite places on earth to go to, dude. It, it's so fun. It's just a cool place. That's so funny, dude. Honestly, and, and the crazy thing is, is like you walk right out the street, like you walk out the door, and you're like in the heart of of Copenhagen. This is like, dude, and it's just there's so many like beautiful buildings and just people and culture just right outside the doors. And then it's it's so funny, like when you when you walk in, there's like a big uh like overhang. It says like now entering uh, Christiania. Yeah. Yeah, and then on the back side of the sign, it says you're now entering the EU. <laughs> <laughs> That's so weird, dude. That's so funny. They, they get away with it. There's there's a whole street on it called Pusher Street where they openly sell uh, mainly like hash and weed and pre-rolled joints and stuff. Um, and like every like every once in a while, like the cops like might raid it or something if if something like bad happens. But like literally the next day, it's like back to business as usual, same exact situation. Like nothing changes. That is so crazy. I need to like I need to visit more of these areas. Like I, I've just always been fascinated by like the Scandinavian countries. I feel like they're doing doing it right, mm-hmm. honestly. So every time I, every time we go to Sweden now, I always make it a point to to fly to to Copenhagen, uh, and then just hang out there for a little bit, and then catch the train to Sweden, so I get to go to Christiania. How's the language barrier for you? Is it pretty difficult? Uh, no, not really. I mean. Like with older people, it can be, but everybody our age speaks fluent English uh, well, and and most older people could understand you, but maybe not speak it as well. But it's I got I have Emily with me too, so she can always translate for me. Dude, just the way they spell things is just so funny. Dude, their language is crazy, the way, especially the way that like like they run certain words together. Like if you had something that said like the uh, the the general business center of of the city of Palatka. Like, that to us is, like, eight words, you know? But in Swedish, that whole thing would be run into one giant word with no spaces. And, like, you see, like, stuff like that, like, on the signs. That's very German. It's Germanic because Germans are like that as well. Yeah, you see, like, crazy long names for, like, government, especially, like, government offices that have, like, a title, essentially. Like, their name's, like, this crazy word every time. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, but, yeah, honestly, going back to self-sustainability, do other countries are doing it? doing it so well and i think in america slowly 
like that that um that level of lifestyle is slowly making its way over here which i i think it's is mm-hmm. so awesome and going back to i love how our, our like we deviate sometimes like that's what i was <laughs> always hopeful for in this podcast that we you know we don't just stick to one one conversational point but uh a lot of fun facts that you're gonna learn on on the most interesting podcast um but going going back, so we were talking about geog- geographically how we would do it, and uh, so let's say hypothetically, right? We we do North Carolina, and we pick like a, a place by Asheville, right? And we say uh, at that point, like, how big of a community do you want? Do you want just you? Like, do you want like uh, what are you open to? And then at that point, uh, how big of a plot of land uh, if you're willing to have other people on it as well? So, I mean, I guess that's all personal preference. I mean, me, I'm, I'm already kind of used to being a little isolated. And so I'm comfortable with just me, my wife, uh, you know, a space for people that, that want to come if they want. But I would personally like my privacy. I would want to be almost like independently sustainable. Cool. Yeah, I think uh, like I, I, I've been debating between that and, and, and whether I would want someone. I would probably do it with like a close good friend. Like if if anything, I don't think I would have like a, a massive community. I've been looking at like a, like a already self sustainable communities, and they're really all hippies, and I don't really like that. It's not for me. <laughs> I mean, they're all hippies. But they're, yeah, you don't have to have that mindset. Yeah, yeah. like they're all hippies, literally. I, because I wanted to try it out next year, like when COVID dies out. Like I wanted to like live in a community of people that, and they're all like people I just would not relate with at all. Like I would probably find interesting. And I would like talk to them, obviously, but like living with them and knowing that they're my neighbors would probably annoy the fuck out of me. Yeah, they got their habits and stuff. Yeah, they like they're probably like they, they always, look like, like the type of people that like wouldn't shower for like three of, weeks or something like that. There's always like some other layer of belief that always throws a little wrench in things and makes things weird. Yeah, so like I I want to be the, like the happy medium where like I'm you know I like I enjoy the modern lifestyle, but at the same time like. I want to live somewhere where like health wise, because one of the things that, that uh, has been a lot of studies have actually been done on this is um, living a, a sustainable lifestyle, whether it's, it's partial or fully is actually in an, a multitude of different ways, very beneficial for you, both psychologically mm-hmm. and, and actually physically as well. Mm-hmm. And that makes sense. And, and emotional, like your emotional health as well, because like you're essentially, you're seeing, you're seeing your hard work kind of become a fruition. Yeah, which, it gives it gives you real purpose too. Like, like so many people like forget that. Like, yeah, well, a lot of like, people well, get lost. Like they lose. You, know? you have to the idea of like what purpose is. You know, I, I think I think our purpose here is to build, man, to improve. I think that's what we are, dude. We're we're parasites, we're dude. Just I think that's don't, what don't humans are made it. to do. We're we're parasites to improve our surroundings. We're, we're essentially parasites. Yo, by the way, uh, last time deviating away <laughs> yeah. from the self-sustainable subject, did you hear about this Israeli, um, uh, the ex, uh, ex-space agency uh, director in Israel, what he, talk, what he brought up? Uh, no, I think I've heard a blip of this, but I, I can't say that I know what you're talking about yet. Uh, it's really the aliens. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, go on. I, I remember hearing this. <laughs> go, on, this go on on this crazy... Crazy story. I'm going to link you on this article. So it's not crazy in the sense that every large news organization is talking about it as, as well. Um, but, uh, <laughs> oh my dude. God, this title has got me already, dude. Right? <laughs> Former Israeli space chief says aliens exist and Trump knows about it. 
But look at the that essentially makes me a skeptical right off the bat with the title. Right, um, right. I was the same way as well. But okay, so so hear this out. So this when guy. Was, when, when was this? When was this? Last week, or, or literally how, how, recently, how recent is this? like December eighth. So like five days ago. Uh, this guy claims that our government and it's like other other countries' governments have negotiated a galactic federation um, <laughs> with other aliens. And they're essentially waiting for humans to reach a stage where we finally understand how space and space travel works to really incorporate us into this galactic federation. They don't want human like governments to really publicly talk about this stuff because they, they want us to just focus on getting to the ability to just, you know, be spacefaring creatures. But, um, dude, look at this guy's credentials are not bullshit. Like this guy literally, Okay, so a, I, I believe that too, but like on the other hand, like if I was in this position, I, I, that would be fucking hilarious to say to uh, as well, dude. Oh like, my god, like, right? But this like, guy was a professor and a general in the military in Israel, and he served in this position as well. Like, imagine, like this, this guy, I just I, I kind of picture him maybe having a funny sense of humor, and he's finally like freed of all these contractual obligations, and like he he can say he's allowed to be he's a free man now, and he just like. I'm just going to say the craziest shit and blow people's mind. Like, <laughs> <laughs> But dude, read it. So, okay. So he, and, uh, and, and the following paragraphs, he's a respected pro- professor and retired general and uh, said that aliens were equally curious about humanity and were seeking to understand the fabric of the universe. And he claims that co- uh, a cooperation agreement had been signed between uh, species, including... So why is un- this guy going against every- everything that the aliens want then? Is uh, I think he's question. saying that... Uh, so he brought it up later on. He said that the reason why he's coming out with it now is because he's realized that more and more people are becoming prolific to the idea of extraterrestrials actually existing and that this idea that we would just freak out knowing that there was aliens out there is actually dying over time because he's seeing that more and more news that's getting slowly released about the potential for extraterrestrials or ufo sightings is actually being welcomed by people and so he was like well at this point why are we holding this information from people we might as well just tell them what's going on crazy stuff I don't. I don't know, man. I don't, honestly, like, I don't know. I'm a, I'm, 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 I'm a hardcore skeptic. That's just my. I am as well. My intuition is to be extremely skeptical about everything. I am as well, but this this guy literally has um, a huge like. I mean, he has a lot to lose in the sense of like his credibility. Like this. But I mean, what? I mean, I, I guess. I guess for him to I'm come out like, dude, never, that, you, that, never, you saw you the headline. Never, the headline you can never is truly some understand somebody's ulterior motives. And you know what's funny though? Like when you when you look at old videos of Donald Trump's, for instance, his son, I don't know if you saw this, but his son Dude, his son looks like a tall white, bro. No, no, but his son, uh Junior, Trump Jr. actually interviewed his dad, and one of the questions he asked his dad was do uh do aliens exist and are you gonna finally declassify that information? And he dodged the question. He legitimately dodged the question. It's on video. Like he was doing this segment for Fox News, I think, and yeah. um, he dodged the question. He was like, "There's a lot of interesting stuff, blah blah blah." But anyways, I can't really. And his son, pre- his son pressed him. He was like, "So, do you think you would ever declassify?" And he was like, "We'll see." Like the Donald Trump, like always, like we'll see, and it'll, it won't happen. And the same thing happened with with Barack Obama as well. Someone had asked him the same question, and he was like, "I can't go into that." And, uh, oh, it was Stephen Colbert recently. And uh, Barack Obama was like, I can't, I can't 
I can't go into that. And so Stephen Colbert was like, so essentially you're confirming that there is something out there. And Obama was like, uh, I'll leave that up to your own interpretation, essentially. And like, why not just flat out deny it? Why not lie? Why not just be like, it doesn't exist? Why not just flat out confirm it at the same time? Yeah, but why not just say no? Why not just say like, it doesn't exist? Why, why just like, do you lie about everything? Politicians lie about everything. Why not just, just come out and say that this stuff is uh, stupid. And supposedly like, uh, uh, I would guess, I would say that maybe they're skeptical and they don't want to, they don't, they can't definitively say no. So I think that would be the correct answer. I mean, if somebody asked me, do I, I mean, I would basically have to say the same thing. I I believe they exist, but I don't necessarily have any proof. Dude, it's 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 dude, we're we're gonna figure something out in the next ten years. I'm so excited for this. This is like JFK. Like the only two like conspiracies that would ever get me super excited to know more about is this and JFK. Literally, that's it. And we'll talk dude, about that. So I think next week we'll yeah, have we got, to talk about we conspiracy. Have a conspir- uh, maybe next, one of our next podcasts. Yeah, next week we do yeah, it just, just all conspiracy. <laughs> just talk about the craziest stuff ever, dude. Yeah, I'm, I'm with I, it, dude. I'm 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 for it. So, anyways, go. I have a, I have a really good friend too who's well vetted uh, in in all conspiracies. So. <laughs> dude, I do too, dude. I I mean, honestly, like I again, I only I'm for conspiracies that logically make sense. Like the lizard people, the Illuminati. Like the I could, dude. I don't know, dude. The Illuminati Mark Zuckerberg, idea, dude. Mark Zuckerberg changed my outlook on lizard people. <laughs> I'm not even kidding, dude. That dude's a lizard. 100% that dude's a lizard. I think he's an android. I think he's an dude, android. I don't know. A lizard android, though. I honestly think he's an android. The guy has no emotion. The guy has literally oh, dude, no, He's uh, so programmed. Dude, he's got lizard skin, bro. He's so programmed, dude. Honestly. Did you see have you, Did you see the picture of him, like, uh, like surfing on that, like, $500,000 surfboard? Like, completely. It looks like he dove through a vat of sunscreen. He's just like white. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That shit cracked me up. Or so how much. he drinks water, like in those con- congressional meetings. This is a meetings. totally real human activity for me to do. Yeah, like the way he drinks water, he doesn't like drink it like like drinking. He like sips. It's the weirdest thing. <laughs> like, have you seen the videos? It's like he doesn't drink a glass of water. He's like... Just... I, like the, I like the video of him with the smoked meats. <laughs> yeah, dude. Dude, he is the weirdest guy ever. Dude, Mark Zuckerberg is so creepy. Dude, that guy's an alien, dude. That's why that, that's why they won't tell us because it's Mark Zuckerberg and people are going to be pissed. You bro. know what? Funny enough, actually, someone in Joe Rogan's podcast actually brought up this really interesting idea. He brought up uh, – so in hunting, you know how you uh, you mimic the cries of animals to like really bait them in? Like uh, turkey hunting, for instance, right? Like you're mm-hmm. uh, you're going to make the sound of like a turkey and then other turkeys are going to come. And they, and mm-hmm. some, and like Or like – um, or some animals actually uh, don't understand that, like uh, a fake, uh, a fake doll that looks like them that makes it sound like them. They don't understand that it's not one of them as well. They just kind of like or at, least, gather... or at least they're curious enough to investigate it. So this guy came up with the idea. He was like, "So how would you know if you weren't interacting with something the same thing, like with pe- other people? How would you know, like you're not talking Ooh. to like an alien, like or like?" I agree, dude. That, that's that, that's definitely possible. And Mark Zuckerberg is one of them, bro. Yeah, dude, for sure Mark Zuckerberg is not from – like, who are his parents? Have you ever he seen his parents? He doesn't He was like – Who no, is – No parents in this situation. <laughs> he exists, like, multidimensionally through time and space, bro. Dude, like, we have to talk about Mark Zuckerberg next week, dude. Next week is conspiracies. Let's just do it. Next <laughs> week has to be – has... Next week has to be conspiracies. <laughs> I think we should have the contest. I can't, we need to have a contest. We need to find the, the, gun, find the most the craziest most, which, conspiracy idea. We can find the most off-the-wall that, that That somehow <laughs> – 
<laughs> that somehow we are a construct of Mark Zuckerberg's uh, a fractional idea of his on a flat Earth plane in his brain. We, we have to, it has to be like brain. someone else's. It has to be someone else's with at least one other person that supports it. <laughs> yeah, it has to have a believer. It has to have a believer. Yeah, it has to have a believer. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and bonus a points if it's Justin Bieber because then you could say they're a believer. <laughs> 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 okay, so going so going back to next week is going to be hilarious. Dude. We're just going to laugh so hard. Um, so okay, so we're uh, we're we're we have this plot of land. We have like maybe just a couple people on it. All right, are we going full sustainable? Are you going full sustainable? Why and why not? I, I think being a part of the grid is an important is an important thing. Doesn't that create some kind of dependence though? Essentially, doesn't that eventually just kind of make you just not want to at all go sustainable? No, because I think we should change the way we look at the grid. I don't don't think we should have, we shouldn't be banking on purely like centralized power. Well, the grid sucks. I I think our neighbors should be generating power and whenever we need it, they should we should share it. You know, oh, or that's if, different. If, if we have a surplus that you can share it with your buddy down the road, you should be able to. You know, you're Just, you're initially you're talking about like uh, an infrastructure plan that would require trillions of dollars that I'm totally for because I think that would help promote job growth and that would be the new I mean, deal. No, I'm saying, just being connected to the power grid, you're in it. You know, everybody's in it. I yeah, mean, but the thing the, is, like, the you power need... companies claim that they own it, but I mean. Let's get the government to let us take it, dude. I think it's ours. <laughs> it's a monopoly, dude. Or legalized monopolies. Yeah, dude. Right. I, I don't. I, I never point. understood that. Someone explain to me why utilities, like why on a public sector perspective, you can have mon- monopolies, but like in the private sector, you can't. I agree. I think it's because they're. They, I guess they do try to have a lot of government oversight to prevent like abuses in those situations. But do they though? Like because like essentially they could charge you whatever. Yeah, but yeah, they can. That's crazy. I mean, that's 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 why I don't like it. You know, like internet, like for instance, like you know, like your. I mean, that's why five G was supposed to be a big deal because like there's a lot more competition and 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 more people can get involved in transmitting uh, internet services to people's houses. But dude, uh, until like before then, like you only had one provider, like Bright House. Mm -hmm. You know, like rate me in the mouth. Like I I think I think we should be changing our outlook on, on on the way we view networks and stuff, and we need to. As everywhere we can move to like a more mesh network situation. No, but that's what we, uh, that's what I was talking about. Like essentially, this country needs uh, a reinvigoration of its infrastructure. It's it's literally a hundred years. I'm not making it up. It's a hundred years old at this point. Like yeah, all the highways, yeah. all the roads yeah. are super inefficient. Like you can essentially make roads like power themselves. Like you can you can essentially make roads that power the grid just roads i mean there's so much sunlight that's that's just being absorbed by this country that's just not not being used at all and then also you can have smart grids where you have artificial intelligence that determines like when people are using the power and when they're not and just having it on and off on and off on and off and people that aren't using the grid that have solar panels and requiring everyone to have solar panels on their on their like imagine if if a country focused on entirely on solar panels you would be able to make them so cheap because now there's yeah. like a demand for it. I mean, the, the, the price off solar panels has been dropping steadily, like very aggressively for a long time, though. Like, well, think about like has, what solar has come such a long way. Oh, yeah. I mean, think about like Elon Musk, uh, his solar uh, solar roof panels. Have you seen yeah, that? Those are really nice. Those are really nice. And if you're building a house like this, like if you're if you need roofing, essentially it's cheaper to do his roof, which has a higher survivability rate. Than a traditional shingle roof. That's what I've heard. I don't know the specifics of it, but yeah, it's it's 
it's pretty crazy. I know they're not the most efficient. You can get better panels for, if you want just pure efficiency. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, 100%, but, yeah. But yeah, they are really cool. But for the aesthetic look and if you're if you're if that's what bothers you the most, but honestly like the whole West Coast could probably power all of the East Coast. Oh, I mean, look at dude, honestly, if we really got down to it and really devoted the land to it, Florida could power the whole East Coast, dude. Like it it would it wouldn't take it as much like I I saw like a graphic one time. It was like an area out in like the desert in Africa and it was like maybe like 600 miles by 600 miles. And the, or, I forget, you might have to Google it, but it was a tiny little area, and it was basically like, this is how much solar we would need to power the entire Earth's power draw right now. <laughs> like, it, it, it's, just a, it's, tiny, it's a tiny little space, dude. Like, it's kind of, it's insane. Relative, yeah. Like, and you just spread that out over the Earth. It's nothing. Yeah. I mean, honestly, dude, the technology is there. It's just, it's, for whatever reason, there's just so much special interest to stop it from happening, you know? I don't understand. I I never like. I will never understand why people are against solar. Like, okay, fine. Like, dude, let's keep gas. Let's keep everything right. But what is wrong with also investing in another way to get power? Like, mm-hmm. what Personally, is wrong with what that I don't idea? Understand is how people can't are against nuclear, dude. Uh, oh, that's another I, thing I that bothers huge, me. A huge. I love nuclear. I think we should be investing way more in nuclear. I think yeah, we need to, especially like infusion technology as well. Like yeah yeah even but even the other thing like it, it, it's crazy how how much of a bad how bad of a rap nuclear gets and then when you actually see the numbers of everything it's it's still by far the safest way to generate power safer than solar yeah it's just if one bad accident happens that's like what people are afraid of right like the, I know, the Fukushima but even for this accidents like Chernobyl and Fukushima that that number still holds true. It's and they're older true. systems too. Like I'm, I'm, I'm. I yeah, agree exactly. with you 100. Like, like they're like 60 year old systems that essentially yeah, fail. Like yeah. nowadays, the modern old like technology. Yeah, modern like nuclear power systems definitely are a lot better to manage. Uh, the only the only thing uh, like well, uh, one of the things like these systems are more efficient now, like the newer systems, and they don't use like as highly toxic of of radiate like r- radioactive material. Yeah, they, they also can recycle their own waste and further enrich their waste back into usable fuel rods. Yeah, exactly. And so you have some usability. They, they recycle waste, and, and the, the the actual waste that gets output of the nuclear facility is so tiny. And and honestly, like if, if yeah, dude, one nuclear all, power plant could power like all of the East Coast. Dude. Power generation technique bar none like you can do it almost anywhere that you just need water just put them in north and south dakota just put one each in each one of those states dude and you'd power <laughs> all of yeah, make, north america make one of the dakotas a dedicated nuclear reactor for the whole <laughs> i'm so i'm so sorry for the zero listeners are ever going to be listening to this from north and south dakota but <laughs> yes uh yeah, sorry, seriously <laughs> just like well actually no they're they're valuable now because that's essentially where all the oil is coming from is from them like north dakota especially yeah, and te- yeah, has it dry? Is it drying up in Texas? Um, it, well, yeah, but I'm just saying, like fracking wise, dude, it's ridiculous. That's blown I, up. I hate fracking. I wish they would give that up. It's so bad. Long term ramifications of that. I feel like people just do not understand how bad it is. It's literally destroying water systems. Yeah, and you and can never fix earthquakes. it. <laughs> yeah, and causing earthquakes. Yeah, local local. It's like we're literally causing earthquakes. Like one of the craziest fucking events. Like, <laughs> we need oil so bad, we're just willing to just topple cities for it. It doesn't even make sense, too, because, like, uh, like I just don't understand. That's the one of the... I feel like Elon Musk is a, a very shitty person. So I have this theory that Elon yeah, Musk... I think, I think he is a douche, too. I think Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos, right, like, wholeheartedly 
like I think in their minds they are doing humanity a service for a longevity perspective and in their minds i i really wish i could talk to them because i i think they would agree with me that they don't they they've already x'd out the current generation they're like you guys are worthless you're useless you're garbage we're gonna use you guys to really build up our empire but like what we're hoping for is that we create a uh we create a, a like a business structure and an environmental structure and infrastructure way of addressing the needs of future generations. Like mm-hmm. I can see like where Jeff Bezos is like, I'm just going to invest in the robots, decentralize everything, get rid of employees are useless and essentially get people to focus more on creative work. And then the economics mm-hmm. will be left up to the government. Like they need to figure out what we need to do. Do we get out of capitalism do like what is it? Do people just stop buying things? Because I think that's eventually where we're going to go to. It's like robots harvest every resource we need, create every product that we need, and we have no need for money anymore because money is only it's exchange be a crazy of value. World. I agree, it's going to be odd. And so I think Jeff Bezos was really trying to push that idea really hard. And then for Elon, he's like, "Well, dude, this planet is already destroyed. We've already done." Yeah, Elon. See, I really dislike Elon just for that because I hate that defeatist mentality. I think. We're on the best spaceship in the fucking in within Where did, how many light years, dude? Like, we're only spaceship. There's the nothing. Place. There's nothing else. There's literally nothing else. We we have yeah. never found another planet that can sustain us. So when people are like, "Oh, I want to go to Mars, dude," we can't even figure out here. How do you think we're gonna do on Mars? Dude? It's gonna be a shit show. <laughs> like like Mars is worse than the worst possible conditions here, dude. Like, like the soil is toxic. Do you not understand? Like literally, we're trying to figure out a how to get you from not getting cancer by the time you arrive there. And B, by the time you do arrive there, how are you going to cope with all the environmental? Like, dude, it has no atmosphere, you psychopaths. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Literally, he's like, what are you talking like, about? It has, it has, like, a very small atmosphere, right? It's just, like, a little bit. That's why it allows, like, windstorms and stuff like that on its surface. But, dude, it's ridiculous, man. Like, why would anyone want to entertain the idea? Like, to, uh, kudos, to every man that's willing to make that venture and do the self-sustainability. Like, that's actually relative to this podcast. That's self-sustainability at its at its core, dude. Like, you're... Oh, shoot. I lost Brian. One second, guys. We're going to connect to him now. I didn't realize I lost you until it started ringing again. Sorry, yeah. Sorry, I lost you. No, no worries. So I was saying that kudos to the people that are going to Mars because essentially that is true self-sustainability right there. Yeah, that, it is. It is. And I, that's, the, that's the one counterside to this is they are going to wind up solving the same problems that we solve here. But I do hate the defeatist attitude that it seems to give people that like, oh, the earth is fucked. We're just going to Mars. Like, <laughs> like that's just the dumbest fucking thing ever, dude. Like, 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 the earth is screwed. You're ready to give up. Pack values. your bags. Like, atmosphere still is good, bro. Like, it's still good here. <laughs> <laughs> We're all fucked, dude. Just, uh, you know, it's put Boy, all it's your all retirement Mars, money Mars into SpaceX because we're getting out of here. Spaceship yeah, Earth is SpaceX. gone, dude. First trip. We're riding out with Elon and fucking the rockets explode. <laughs> I, I like how Elon Musk like just like declares that he's going to be like the king of Mars too. It's like, <laughs> I mean, like, honestly, have- like I can like I I do favor some of his like the covers like he really has motivated people to really see like the benefit to uh, like electricity 
and electrical power and uh you know i'm i'm for that but again i think that for them yeah, their, the same their, things i agree with their perspective is really future looking they're like we don't fucking care about anyone right it's now not, yeah our generation's fucking yeah they're like you guys are useless you guys are what's ruined this world where our plan is just to destroy everything and and restart it all over again because you guys are useless and 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 it's hard for people to really understand that but i to uh, some part of me agrees with them like i, I feel like yeah there's a, you really need to watch that tv show the expanse because that's legit like what happens with mars <laughs> <laughs> what, what like, is it seriously about? mars like straight up gets like like all the people that go to Mars straight up get pissed at Earth, dip out, and have this crazy technological utopia. But they're also like roughing it at the same time, like hardcore. And like they, even like the people there, like uh, like hundreds of years in the future, are still just building it for their kids, essentially. Uh, and dude, it's crazy. You got you got to watch that show. It's I have awesome. to watch it. Yeah, Jeff Bezos, pay me for this shit, dog. I just <laughs> plug your show. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, can you imagine how rich that guy is? That guy is that uh, someone brought up a good argument that he he Mark Zuckerberg is closer to being a hobo than he ever is to ever having the same wealth as Jeff Bezos. <laughs> that's how rich that's Jeff a, Bezos is. That's the stupidest thing in earth, dude. But in, in reality, though, do you know who truly is the most powerful and the richest person in the world? Uh, La Montaña. Uh, no, it will, of course, I'm telling you, but not, it's, it's freaking Putin, dude. It's Vladimir Putin. He is a king, dude. That guy has so much control, dude. He owns everything in Russia. Like, it's entire, like, everything answers to Putin. Oh, yeah. I mean, well. Like, he, like, he, like, owns, like, a, a, a like, a, a nuclear power country is, is his back pocket, dude. Like, he can make any choice that he wants with, like, almost zero oversight. Dude, speaking of richest people, what? When did Elon Musk become the second richest person in the world? Ever since his stock's been going fucking stupid. But, I mean, that's not his real... Uh, he's he's still not as wealthy as Bezos is in assets-wise. <laughs> like, uh, like no. Musk is rich because his stock is in a crazy bubble right now. I mean, maybe not, but it's 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 high. It, uh, is, a, it's it is a bubble, dude. That company is not generating that much revenue. It's crazy that they're worth more than every other automaker that literally combined. has billions combined. and trillions of dollars. Combined. Not even just any individual one. All of them combined. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. It doesn't even make any sense. But, wow, dude. Yeah, these guys, like... <laughs> Dude, Jeff Bezos' ex-wife, she became an instant billionaire the moment they divorced. That's so crazy. I know. $60 billion. What do you... I don't understand that. I don't understand that level of wealth. You know... You kind of have to be an asshole to to hold on to that. Like, it's just a number in an account, dude. And you could change so many lives for the better with that, but you just... Have you ever seen Mr. Beast on YouTube? Yeah, yeah, I've heard of Mr. Beast. So, uh, I do honestly, some of his stuff is like very immature, but like he does a lot of good with his channel. Like all of his money that he makes from his YouTube channel, he gives back to people, which I, yeah. that's the only reason I follow him because I think he's a really good hearted person. But it blew my mind when I watched one episode where he walked into a supermarket and he was like, I'm buying everything in the supermarket, I'm donating it to local food banks. Damn. And. When he told me, like, when, when, like, Jeff Bezos could do that every day for bro, the rest of his life. Bro, and, bro, and bro. Like, so when he, when he bought out this entire, it was like a save lot and he bought out all the food, everything in there. 
And at the end, he was like, okay, like how much is all of this? Like he asked a register lady, like how much everything rang up as. And I do what, how much do you think a tradition, like a Publix, everything in a Publix would cost? Like if you bought it off the shelves, I would say there's probably close to a million dollars in inventory in there at any given time. Dude, $400,000. Wow. Less than I thought. That's, 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 yeah. And how much, how many people do you think an entire Publix could feed? Dude, that could feed a village, literally. Literally, right? And this guy is worth the Jeff Bezos over here is worth, <laughs> he's worth like twenty five billion uh bet like uh publixes. Not even exaggerating. <laughs> Dude, he could solve world hunger with his net worth. I know. And it well, doesn't make sense. It's more of I think I think there there is logistical issues that stop it, but yeah. I, I get what you're saying. It's crazy. It, it doesn't even make it like when I finally like when I saw that that Mr. Beast episode impacted me so hard when he like it was like three hundred fifty thousand dollars he spent and I was like wait all of that food going to that food shelter I mean it was probably enough food for them to like feed a good like thousand people for like a month right so it's not like mm-hmm. a, you know in the scope of like a lot of people the more people yeah, you yeah. add to the formula it's going to be less and less days but still it's like a lot of food. I was like, this has to be a million dollars worth of food. There's no way. And when I saw 300000 I was like, really? I was like, all these rich people could just donate a billion dollars a year? And they would make that back in interest. And, and literally, like a yeah, billion dollars. Yeah, tax incentives and shit too. Yeah, it's like a billion dollars is like uh, what they make every every three months, right? On just interest. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid, dude. They generate I'm- so much I'm, money. I'm, I'm happy that hopefully the, our government's pushed to, ha- to have these things broken up a little bit because uh, Facebook needs to get broken up and Amazon does too. Oh, dude. I, okay, so that's another conversation we'll need to have like on another podcast. But I think I remember I was having a discussion about like Apple situation and them getting broken up too. And you were like, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't think Apple is quite there. I think they're, I think they're on the edge of it. They're pushing it, but I still think that that PC and Microsoft, there's there's enough competing products that are in the exact same territory. Like, Apple doesn't have a, a clutch on one particular kind of item. Like, you always, there, there still is plenty of other options. You don't have to have a MacBook, you can have a PC. Yeah. You don't have to have AirPods, you can have Galaxy Buds. You don't have to have any other stuff, you know? Like, it's not, nothing, none of it's special. Yeah, so. yeah. But yeah, dude, uh, Amazon and, and Facebook and... But yeah, Amazon and Facebook particularly... Particularly how anytime any kind of service that threatens Facebook pops up, they, they acquire buy it out and, and eat it, dude. Because they, it's this, that their whole policy is is to be anti-competitive. So I, mean, I think that obviously <laughs> that's just how they work. I mean, that's a parasite Android, but like, uh, dude, that is forty Why are you talking about uh, Putin being the most powerful person? It has to be Zuckerberg, dude. Zuckerberg. Nah, dude, it's not. Zuckerberg controls information, but Putin could have Zuckerberg dead tomorrow. No, does. dude, Zuckerberg can, will transmutate into like a <laughs> into a rhino well, or dude, something. Like yeah, that. you're right. I forgot about that. He's a fucking shapeshifter, so that's true. But who knows, though, dude? Putin's already like captured one and like sucked its juices away, and like halfway is, is like he's got he's kryptonite, like there, dude. He's got kryptonite. He's got Zuckerbergite. He's like, oh, yeah. I mean, he's got a Zuckerbergite, guaranteed, guaranteed. Like, like dude, the Russians throw so much money at the craziest, like odd shot. Putin, Putin, Putin is the modern dude. day Batman. Yeah, <laughs> Zuckerberg is Superman. No way he have a fucking Putin mobile, dude. 
Dude, we would go to jail for treason if we made something like that. Where Zuckerberg is Superman and Batman is Putin, dude. The- <laughs> Have you seen that news? There's a new South Park developed. Uh, well, Trey Parker and Matt Stone. Oh my god, dude! Like a- no, there is. Is there Have really you seen that deep that deep fake show that they did, that they made? No, dude. Please link me to it. I, dude, those guys are literally geniuses. Dude, it's, it's all it's all deep fakes with Trump and Zuckerberg and shit. Zuckerberg owns like a dialysis clinic and, and it's like it's like charging like over like crazy overpriced like prices on dialysis. Like dude, it's so it's ridiculous. I forget the name of the show, but you can Google it. Okay, let me look up so uh Trey Parker uh Yeah, just start start Trey Parker Matt Stone deep fake show. <laughs> Like President Trump is like he's like this sassy reporter, like like that's like reporting on the shit like on like a small <laughs> news station. Oh so wow, ridiculous. dude, what is this? I can't believe you haven't heard of this. Dude, I've never heard of this. Those guys are literal geniuses, dude. They, uh, they it'll are, be a I sad agree. day when they die, man. Honestly. Hmm? Yeah, yeah, I agree. <laughs> did, have you, did you have you ever did you ever hear the story about how they they went to the Emmys, uh, like dressed like in dresses and stuff, while tripping on acid. No, uh-uh. and like, and yeah, dude, they did this for real. For fucking tripping their balls off, and anytime like anybody asked them about their dresses, they would like divert from the question and say, "Oh, it's such a beautiful night. Everyone's so beautiful." And like, <laughs> they, like they, they refused to answer like any questions about the dresses or anything. Like they're full on like in gowns and shit, just tripping balls. Oh, you know what? I think I have seen the videos of it. Yeah, wasn't uh, Matt Stone wearing like a pink dress or something like that? Yeah, and they've got like the arm things on and stuff. Yeah, too, like, I think I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> These guys are insane, man. They're Canadian they too, man. Them alone are enough of a reason for me to want to move to Canada, honestly. Yeah. Um dude, the 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 so I, I think I agree with you in the sense that I mean there's some part of me that would want to have like some connection to a grid for a self sustainable lifestyle. Uh okay, how how about this? How much research have you done on like the context of the building itself? Like have you would you do a foundational building or would you do like, I'm a hundred percent for tiny homes. I, I'm yeah, I mean, yeah, sold. Uh, I think tiny homes have their advantages, but I, I still think a conventional home is this. You're going to get the most longevity. You're going to get the most, it's going to be the best built, uh, you know, potentially, you know, of course things can get messed up and are done horribly, but let's just, let's just put it this way. I lost our last week's argument if you if you brought up tiny homes and how much stupid money you can make off of them right now search airbnbs for any tiny home anywhere they're like yeah, i know i know you know you can make definitely you can make good money on them for sure i agree stupid money i was telling my mom yesterday i was like there's a tiny home outside las vegas in the middle of nowhere <laughs> this thing is literally in the desert somewhere i couldn't even tell you where outside las vegas and this person was charging one hundred and twenty dollars a night, and he had all of December booked out already. And I wonder, how, I wonder, what do you think that tiny house costs? One hundred thousand or so? Less, way less. Well, I mean, one hundred thousand in tiny home is it's going to get you par- it literally. It's going to get you like, like a millionaire mansion in three hundred square feet. Like literally, I'm not even yeah. making that up. Like one hundred thousand dollars a lot, especially if you I've build seen it yourself. Some really affordable ones, but I've also seen some nice ones and. They're all kind of expensive. They're not cheap. Like I was, I was sending my parents this. This is a family that did it for a quarter million dollars. But like they did, um, let me send you this video so you can watch it later. They essentially did their tiny home alone cost one hundred twenty thousand dollars, and I think that they have a semi truck and they have a smart car. 
uh, being pulled by the sem- like a semi truck and an, uh, like their tiny home on a semi truck. And I've seen that. I've seen that. The smart car like loads on the side of the semi. Yeah, then, let me let me yeah, send this. Dude, this family spent two hundred fifty thousand dollars on this. This, so I mean, literally, you're gonna and this like a modern tiny home, so you can get like a really really good tiny, especially if you build it yourself, Brian. That's like one of yeah, the things. Yeah. If you build Hi, something Julia. yourself, you can definitely do it on a budget. Really nice. Can you hear what I'm? What, I'm Robert, can you hear this? We are, we are tiny, tiny living living lives. Yeah, I can hear that. That's so funny. Okay, it's that that's my like amp on my podcast allows you to listen to the audio that I'm listening to. That's pretty cool. That's funny. Um, I don't want to get like demonetized on a on a podcast that we're not even making money on. Even <laughs> yeah, negative monetized. Zuckerberg comes in, dude. I'm stealing your soul, dude. Oh. Zuckerberg just kicks in, kicks you in your balls. Pay me, uh, dude. He would be he would be the the greatest villain for Chuck Norris and La Montaña too, dude. Yeah, dude. He would. He could like because yeah, he would just fight like. You you don't have like you don't ever actually fight Zuckerberg. You just fight Zuckerberg's people, like, and it's just it's just he just has like all these people they just get keep. On you fight Facebook. Them, Literally, Facebook turns into a physical entity with the servers and everything. <laughs> people aren't going to understand our La Montagna reference. No, dude, that's uh, La Montagna deserves its own podcast. Literally, its own like day of just talking about dude. That I, I swear to God that that's a million dollar idea. Especially with today's modern humor and just like, yeah, I agree. It would people pe- would watch that show. People would instantly they would spend stupid money just to watch La Montaña. You just you would have you would have Eric Tim and Eric direct it, and it would be fucking beautiful. Oh my god, dude! And you just have to get Chuck Norris out of retirement. That guy's yeah. a psycho. No, you, dude. No, it would be even better if you can use uh, like a really shitty uh, Chuck Norris impersonator <laughs> and, just pop, and, and spell his like name wrong. Oh my god, speaking of that, have you ever seen the show Nathan for you? Yeah, I love that show. Yeah, it's hilarious. Please tell me that that's not the best show ever made. It's it's up there, dude. It's hilarious. I don't I I honestly couldn't I think it's funnier than South Park. Yeah, he dude, some of his ideas, dude. I I literally crazy. pissed my I used to get so high watching just a marathon of his stuff and dude, I literally peed my pants I think once. Like for real, <laughs> peed my pants. I could not, dude, my chest hurt so much. Like especially like his later seasons. Uh, it's ridiculous, bro. When he made this, the dumb Starbucks or oh, Yeah, the dumb Starbucks was awesome. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. No, oh, wait, was that or, yeah, yeah, I guess that was him. Was was Eric Andre involved with that somehow? I don't know. I can't remember. But, dude, dumb Starbucks. And then remember when he uh, – there was a, a lady that was trying to get around import taxes on on uh, import-export of certain products. And one of the things that she uh, had issues with were uh, fire detectors. And so did you see this one where essentially yeah. Nathan for you essentially circumvented the import taxes on fire detectors by claiming that they weren't um, um, emergency devices, but it said were musical devices. And <laughs> dude, did you never, you've never saw this episode. No. You have to see this episode. It's so stupid. He essentially bought, like got a band together, like an act, like he went around uh, in this town in LA and got like a lot of shitty uh, musicians and he got this one guy that was like a traditionally a guitarist. And he was like, hey, you know, um, uh, I understand like you're a guitarist and everything. And like we have like this whole band and everything. But I, I'm going to need you to not play the guitar and actually play this. And he gave him a fire detector. And he was like, what do you want me to do with this? He was like, I need you to play this this instrument. And he was like, this isn't an instrument. It's a fire detector. And Nathan was like, no, this is 
There's an instrument. It's legitimately an instrument. So you're going to press the, And the way he played it was he pressed the test button. Was <laughs> it the beeping sound? <laughs> and the guy was like, I can't make music out of this. And then Nathan was like, I thought you were a musician. I thought you were like a really good musician. <laughs> and the guy was like, well, I guess, yeah, I am. He was like, oh, so you can make music out of anything, right? And the guy was like, I guess. And... And uh, so he has that crazy judge. You know the judge I'm talking about that he always goes to to find like if things are legal or not? Yeah, and so yeah, yeah. <clears throat> he went to this judge and the judge was like, well, I mean, just because you have a band that's playing this, it's not going to be enough. Like California law requires that it's like a, a, a recognized band. Like in, they need to perform somewhere and like people need to recognize that that's an actual instrument. And so he went to radio stations. They wouldn't broadcast it. And so he essentially, um, he was like, I need to get this, like my band on the news somehow. And so he, uh, the way he did it was that his next crazy idea was to attack Chevron and uh, hire an employee, like a public relations employee of like, he impersonated it like that. He was, uh, an employer through Chevron and needed a public relations guy. And they got this public relations guy hired and uh, then he told him, like, you need to go speak in front of these people and tell them about, like, hey, we're sorry that we had this massive oil spill really close by. And um, so he went in front of, like, all these local people in the community. And um, he, this public relations guy was like, I don't even know what I'm talking about. He's like, I, we just need you to really just, like, minimize this impact of, the, like, this oil spill that we recently had in these people's community. And all these people were paid actors, right? And he was the only guy that wasn't in on the joke. And he goes up and he's starting to like, um, like talk like, in, like, hey, us here at Chevron, we're really sorry about like what happened and we're going to do everything we can. And Nathan Free was like, well, I need you to play this video in the end that showcases how what Chevron's going to do to help these people. And the music inside this this public relations video was the music with the fire detector sound. <laughs> 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 and so, dude, later on, uh, Nathan, for you, goes to like the, the lead singer of the band and says, hey, I don't know if you knew this, but Chevron actually used your guys' music without your authorization and this public relations video. And the, and the guys were like, that's not right. Like, we didn't get any credit for it. He was like, yeah, we should protest Chevron. So they had all the... <laughs> so he literally went to a local gas station and uh, like a local Chevron gas station and got an oil rig or like a gas rig and was offering people free gasoline. And uh, like right next to this was the band actually playing their their song in protest of Chevron. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and then finally it made it on local news in California that they were obviously giving away free gas. And finally uh, he went up to the judge and the judge was like, yeah, I guess, you know, that, that's, that works. And, it worked. The, the crazy thing was that it literally worked. The lady was able to circumvent the import tax on oh, these fire yeah. detectors by calling them actual music instruments. And that's why I love about Nathan for you is some of these things are so stupid, but they work. Yeah, it, yeah. He actually gets it done in the end. Dude, yeah. it is uh, literally it makes me pee my pants all the time. Like, and he's so serious every single time. He, I was just he's so deadpan about the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's just his attitude dude he's just like never laughs at anything dude. <laughs> oh 
my god! I, it's I, I know a similar thing happened uh, with light bulb with like with traditional like incandescent light bulbs. Um, they like changed like an import tax in in Europe or something, or in some country, uh, saying like you know how they're inefficient and stuff. So they wanted to tax them a little bit heavier. And so the way they got around it was saying that they're not indeed they're not light bulbs at all. They're actually heat bulbs. Because like ninety eight percent of their energy uh, goes to heat rather than light, because they're, so, they're so shitty at being light bulbs, they're actually not light bulbs; they're heat bulbs, and, and they're heater. They're actually heaters. <laughs> and, and like, yeah, it works. Dude, I bet, man. It's so, dude, legal law is so stupid. Really, like, it's so funny how you can get away with so much if you just have like a really good lawyer that just knows what they're talking about. If, if you just say the right combination of words to the right people, you're right. <laughs> Yeah, like he got he got around the whole stupid Starbucks thing by by not claiming that they were a food chain, that essentially that they were an artist piece, and they were just yeah, mocking yeah, it was like a parody. Of, it was like yeah. it was exempted from a for, I forget what's the name of the laws. Yeah, parody uh, laws. For use. Yeah, it was like for use laws. Yeah, essentially, yeah. And so they, as long as they were parodying Starbucks and not <laughs> not considering themselves a restaurant. Dude, but essentially, finally, they lost their license to operate. He, dude, he didn't realize how successful that idea was. And he was actually about to franchise it. And he couldn't because eventually California shut it down because they found out about it. And I guess he was since he was still serving food, he needed like a food license. But he couldn't get a food license because he was considered an art piece. And so... Yeah, yeah. It would only work in like a one-off situation. This guy is just hilarious, but um, yeah, I I, uh, I could not believe how much money you can recoup from from. And you know why, Brian? That people are are paying so much for tiny homes is because so many people want to try out the idea before they actually jump on board and do it. Yeah, that makes sense. And so, um, like, I think like uh, if you do like containers or tiny homes. You can make a stupid amount of money. Uh, so much so that I think that if I ever wanted to get into real estate, I think I would just do like these small tiny home experiments for people and just sell that as an idea. That would be interesting. Um, because like honestly, like the, the lowest price Airbnb for a tiny home was like $90 a night. And so like, I, I, I think it would be really cool. Uh, I mentioned it earlier. I, th- I think it would be interesting to maybe not even do Airbnb because sometimes that can just be a headache, just dealing with that many people, that much churn through your property, you know? Um, I-, I think you can maybe even gear it towards, like, company retreats, towards, like, Google or something, or, fa- or even, like, Facebook, uh, where, like, they could, like, people, like, a whole group of, like, people from work could come together and, like, kind of, like, still work, but, ha- like, but, like, get together, you know, at the same time, and you're dealing with, like, a higher-level clientele, and you could charge Buku money for that. Dude. I know a guy that does something similar like that, but for like uh, self defense training, and all he does mm-hmm. is tr- like uh, like all his clientele is just executives that are like trying to learn how to survive, like an urban or suburban area. Like if shit hits the fan, and this guy like mm-hmm. he like he was like ex military and like uh, like he's just a survivalist, and he you, was, you could even do you could do something like teaching sustainability yeah like, you're right actually that would be a funner idea actually like you build a small community and then you like you like tell people like hey like come here for like a week and we're going to teach you guys how to like build a tiny home yeah yeah we'll show you, how, you know you can with a small <clears throat> plot of land you can have these little bit of animals in a garden you're right and, dude we should fucking do that we should do that we should literally do that that's actually a really great idea actually 
Because like you can honestly just go up to people and just be like, hey, like this is you're not living in a community, right? This isn't for people that are like trying to do like this hippie stuff. Like this is for people that are trying to minimize expenses, try to figure yeah. out like and we could teach them like, okay, like this is like yeah, we have like a whole to, scientific approach to yeah. everything, why we do it. Like why this plot of land, like what are you preparing for? Like what like all of this stuff and um like essentially like have a plot of land and like have like a little runway on there, like a grass runway and just be like, if you need to get out, like you're just done, you're gone. Right. Yeah, you yeah. don't need to, you don't need to worry about infrastructure. You don't need to worry about police. You don't need to worry about any of that. Like if shit hits the fan and the Russians come over here or Zuckerberg and initiates DEFCON Facebook, <laughs> you're able to get away temporarily until his robotic brain just, uh, Absorbs all of planet before Earth. He assi- yeah, before he assimilates all fucking thoughtful, <laughs> thoughtful matter in the universe. Before he, before he becomes dust. sentient. <laughs> He's semi-sentient right now. He doesn't understand his own power, so... It's yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when he finally self recognizes that he's an android alien from the planet Chingambunga, he's he's gonna be like, wait. The, you I know, still think he's. I still think he's got lizard in him, dude. Dude, I, I honestly, I think he's an android. Hundred percent, he's an android. Like android lizard. Dude, I, android yeah. built like who built him? Blizzard people. Okay, <laughs> the first android built by lizard people. He's the yeah. first uh, like uh, iteration of of lizard people android. And like, dude, he's like if you think like he's like exactly what like a really advanced lizard brain would like think is like a nice normal person. <laughs> <laughs> dude, actually, to test your hypothesis, find see if you could find uh, a photo of Mark Zuckerberg in any climate that's cold. If you can't, I, mean, I don't think he does go in cold spots, dude. Oh, let me see. Let me see. Wearing Mark Zuckerberg wearing a jacket, Mark. I think <laughs> he only wears that gray T-shirt, dude. Yeah, that's right. He does, he only wears T-shirts. He can't go anywhere cold. <laughs> he doesn't own a jacket, bro. <laughs> no, remember he was known for wearing hoodies. Maybe his technology wasn't like he was. Uh, that was version one. Zuckerberg. There was like infrared heaters like hardening his <laughs> skin under his jacket like, the whole time. <laughs> when he first needed to promote Facebook everywhere, like he had to keep himself warm or he was gonna or he was gonna like what happens? Uh what's that called? They don't uh, amphibians will go into uh hibernation. What's that called? Like when they're uh, they're cold blooded and it gets too cold, they they it is it's a hibernation, right? They go to sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't, dude. There's no photo of Zucker. Let me see, Mark Zuckerberg. I'm telling you, that motherfucker's a lizard, bro. It's <laughs> no. Oh, oh, dude, we got one. This looks photoshopped, though. Look at this photo. Tell me, this isn't photoshopped. This, dude, I'm, I, I'm starting to believe you, man. Look at this photo. Oh, right I'm, here. Not, I'm not. I'm not. My battery is getting low on my phone. Okay, right, yeah, yeah. We're, we'll, we'll end this. Uh look at this photo, though. It looks photoshopped. All right, we're, we're, Dude, what? <laughs> oh. That's so dude. dude. Look at his feet. His feet is his feet are like hovering, bro. <laughs> that shit's not real. That's a green screen behind his ass, guaranteed. Dude, oh, dude, yeah, and his wife's supposed to be pregnant in that photo. <laughs> 
Yeah, whatever. pregnant with lizard dude, that's like, android. Dude, dude, that's what's that's dude. What, who knows what's gonna come out of that? white is, is has he had the kid yet? Is it? Normal I think so. I don't know. <laughs> dude, this guy is hilarious. Oh, I love him, man. This guy dude, Google, is so dude, weird. Just, just for, for for just to get it in your mind right now, pull up the picture of him with Mark Zuckerberg surfing. Just just find find that one, dude. That is like that's my favorite picture of him. I think. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> look, oh at this, look at this, dude, look at this, photo, look at this photo. Look at this photo that someone made. Of our, uh, this might be this might be what you're talking about. Look at this photo I sent you. <laughs> dude, his tongue's pretty long in that photo. Oh my god, the tongue, dude. Oh my god. <laughs> Who the fuck? Like he's like like <laughs> what? He looks like the Joker on the fucking surfboard, dude. And is that yeah, a, like, a like that's an electronic surfboard, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think it might even be gas powered, but yeah, yeah, actually, I think it is an electric one. It's like a hundred grand or something that surfboard. Have you ever have you ever seen one in person? No, no, I've heard about them though. It looks sick. I mean, for an Android, I guess. If you have a built-in GPS slash I mean, amphibian you are instinct, Android, it only makes sense that you have an Android surfboard. Your feet like interface with that bitch. <laughs> Dude, I love you, Brian. Man, so you know, for everyone listening, I, I, honestly, a self-sustainable lifestyle is actually something that is very feasible. It's something that you can let, definitely do a lot of research on. It's going to require a lot of research. You can't. One of the things I, I in my research is to end on this on this note is you really need to find the land first. You can't really buy your self-sustainable lifestyle initially. You need to find like where you're going to be living at, you know, buy the land, get invested in that, and then determine exactly what kind of structure and level yeah. of connect- connectability to an infrastructure that you want to have. Like, do you want to be fully sustainable or not? There's no wrongs in either one. But just know that if you go full sustainable, you need to really uh, account for that. I was reading somewhere that um, you need to have. So the argument is that for every person that's living on a self-sustainable land, you need to have at least 10 acres for every person. So if it's like a family of four, you need to have like 40 acres to really make it like fully self-sustainable. Yeah, yeah, you don't have to ever leave your property for anything. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but if you want to go smaller, you definitely can go smaller. You just got to really think about how you're going to manage food. Like, are you going to have like a greenhouse? Are you going to be full vegan? Are you going to be like having animals? How much land are those animals going to need? Like chickens are easy to manage, right? But cattle, I feel like require a lot of land, right, Brian? They like require. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you can have cow. You can have a few cows on mm. on, a, on an acre or two, but it's kind of pushing it. You want more. You'd have to, you'd have to be supplementing with like lots of feed and stuff. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, dude. Yeah. So next week, definitely, uh, we're going, we're going into sucks mine, dude. And I do. Oh yeah. We're, we're going to have a whole, we're going to have the zuck hour, dude. <laughs> <laughs> dude, it's going to be crazy. Yeah. I, I'm going to definitely look into more about, uh, what is that city called again? Uh, free, uh, free town. Free town of Christiana. Yeah. That's sick, man. I did not even know about this place. Yeah, it's kind of hippie, but it's really cool at the same time. Like they're it's it's like Euro hippie. They're not as trashy as Amero American hippie. Yeah. Maybe Zuckerberg can go in there and do something about it. Yeah, he needs to stay the fuck. Yeah, they fucking would tear him to shreds. I think if he stepped foot in there. 
<laughs> you would just only, dude. Remember what happens to amphibians when you cut them? They just regenerate, dude. That's true. You get mini zucks. Sweats <laughs> <laughs> and fucking reassimilates. <laughs> Really sucks, dude. Uh, Brian, on that note, dude, I love you, man. Thank you to everyone listening today. That's another episode of um, the most interesting podcast. Stay tuned for next week. I think we'll, uh, we'll be recording these podcasts every weekend, and then I'll be uploading them on Mondays. And uh, you'll be able to find us on all your listening platforms coming soon. But you can find us right now on Spotify at the most interesting podcast. Brian, as always, man, thanks, man. I, uh, yeah, Tom, Elias, I, uh, I love her. I miss you guys. And uh, looking forward to next week. Yeah, let's go to Lake Tahoe, man. <clears throat> For sure, dude. You tell me the date, man. I'm, I'm in. You know, I'll we'll, we'll, figure it out. I will Airbnb uh, uh, like an actual place. Maybe get some mini houses. Dude, honestly, like if you want to spend that time there to, to do that, I'm I'm 100% in. Like I, I told Catherine, we're, she's never been. And so like I was like, we're definitely going to go. So... You know, like I said, you pick the you pick the date, and I'm in 100. No questions asked. Right, if it's yeah. like a week, a weekend, I'm in. Nice. What Sounds up? good. I'll talk to you next week, Jason. Yeah, man. Stay safe, bro. You too. <sighs> Later, bro.